Hey onesies, Josh Williams here with another bonus episode of the One Man Podcast for you. Today, I have my guest, Daryl Purvis. Daryl is a great comic and a good friend of mine. Uh, Daryl was one of the first guys that I kind of hung out with who was a headliner and it was fun to just chill with. Like, never, never made me feel like, hey kid, you know, sick with me. Like, I've had good guys who are like, you know, they're good, but they definitely, I don't want to say asserted, but you know, they, they were always like in that, like giving advice thing. Like they always kind of, you know, mentor position, which is not a bad thing, but you know, there's always, you just kind of always felt that, that mentor thing. Um, and I've had guys who, you know, were in between where it was like, you know, every now and again, they would take a mentor role or whatever. Uh, Daryl's one of those guys who just like, he was always just cool. We had a great conversation and it actually, it starts off a little bit slow. We're kind of just, you know, feeling things out. Both Daryl and myself, um, have been trying to record for uh, a couple days now and just things are happening. We are both kind of getting busy and moving things around and we almost had to shoehorn the, uh, the interview into today to, to make it work with both of our schedules and, and we've both just been crazy. So you can sort of feel the energy of us both, uh, overexerting ourselves in terms of commitments, um, in the beginning, but as we sort of like relax into it and whatnot, and we even, I think we even went over the time that we were, we were both trying to work with by a good half an hour or more. We, I think we say goodbye at the end, like four times, <laughs> like we try to end it, but then get back in the convo. Cause you know, it's nice when you get to sit down with somebody that, that you're friends with and you admire and that you enjoy hanging out with. And actually just like, that was the best part of my day was just sitting down with my buddy and just kind of shooting the shit and trying to give you guys that whole, like, Hey, let's dive behind the curtain of this guy that you may have, you know, maybe a fan of or what have you. But for me, it's kind of, I think it just maybe will the best thing that this, this little interview will have is to give you a, a, a look at just kind of how cool a dude Daryl is to just sit and hang out with. Um, so we have some laughs. Uh, we talk a lot of like serious stuff. We talk about, uh, COVID and we, we dabble on conspiracy theories and things like that. But, uh, but I, I personally, uh, had a great time chatting with him and, um, and I just, you know, he had a great time chatting with me too. And I, I hope you guys enjoy some bonus content, uh, amidst everything else, uh, right now, but I'm very happy to share with you guys, uh, my conversation with my buddy, Daryl Purvis. So, uh, so check it out and hope you enjoy. Yeah. No, no, I think that's, that's probably like the standard amount. Two really? is not enough. Yeah. If you had like four or five, I'd bread. be like, is it though? Yeah. Like it's a thin bread. It's thin bread, but it's still a lot of bread. <laughs> I guess you're on one and of those like health three, kicks now. So you're like, like three uh, personal pizzas. I can see. really think about it. It's not that much. It's a thin bread. I yeah. guess if you're having three personal thin crust pizzas, did you do meat and cheese or just meat? Just meat. Yeah. It's not a personal pizza. <laughs> that's not a personal pizza. I mean, if you want to feel bad about it, I can help you feel bad about no, it. No, I mean, I'm trying to give you a pass. You're like, no. is it too much? No. Are you sure? Because you're like, you're like the guy who's like, sir, we got nothing on you. You're free to leave. And you're like, well, are you sure? Because like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I didn't <laughs> declare all my taxes before. You're like, you're like, we can arrest you if you want. <laughs> I, I declared. Just in case anybody from the government, I'm, I'm all caught up. Well, that's good. My guest, my good buddy, Daryl Purvis is here with me this week. Thank Hi. you for, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> you look uncomfortable. Did you want something to drink? I didn't even offer you anything oh, yet. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just so behind. You got bourbon? No. I do uh, have bourbon. No, I'm just joking. Okay. Cause I drink a lot of bourbon here. That's um, fair. I have a lot of bourbon. 
No, I'm good. Thanks. I don't need anything. I just had a yeah glass I'm of water. Fine. I could pause it and get you a glass of water. No, I'm good. Is this part of the? Are we let people yeah, it's recording. To us talk yeah. about us talking about water. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm fine. That's part of the charm of my podcast. Is it's <laughs> it's not overly produced. We don't try to make it sound like it's something <laughs> overly produced. Oh yeah, I've had I've had my phone connected because like in five minutes I'm gonna play a clip from something and it's like ding ding like the notifications oh, straight up playing into it. I'm like I don't know what part of it was and how to just take a sound out because it straight up interrupts what we're saying. It's not on now. Okay. I don't think. All Let's right, find out. I have very important things to say. There we go. Good. Good. Not I'm really. glad. Um, well, I've, you've been one of the people that I've known almost the longest in the business. Like you were one of the first headliners to be cool to me and everything like that. Not that the other guys weren't, but just to be able to who, hang out with you and have fun. Cool to you? Name names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any I'd be comfortable naming names. I don't like to. Well, then to... you can fight. You can beat anybody in a fight. If you think so. Well, comics. I don't know. I'm not a fighter. You I don't like. Are, I don't yeah, like hurting people. But you know what I've always found weird about comics. I don't. Have you ever? How many of them were boxers when they were growing up? Is that I've always wondered. Oh. Is this true? Like, and a strange. I don't know anybody who was a boxer growing up. Never until I started comedy, and then. I can name a bunch of people who were boxers when they're. I'm like, this is this is a lie, right? This is just I, so you don't have to fight people. I think so. Oh, I used to take. Remember when you were a kid and people were like, I know karate. The karate was the one. I know karate, and you're like, for some reason, Ontario comedians, it's boxing. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Never. No, I know that Alex Wood started taking like boxing yeah. lessons like well into his comedy career, but I don't know. But he's also like uh, he played hockey when he was younger, so he's been like one of those like aggressive sports guys. But that's the only person I could even think of that's like, I know boxing. Yeah, Russell Peters. Russell Peters took boxing? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I just Someone just recently told me they were a boxer when they were growing up. I was like, nah, no way. Because that, that was the fourth or fifth. I know uh, Joe from Impractical Jokers one time, just like in a little clip in between setups that they were doing. And he's like, uh, he's like yeah, I wanted, to take, uh, I wanted to take kickboxing when I was young. And uh, my mother was afraid that... Uh, you know, I'd get my nose broken or whatever. And he's like, I had my nose broken because I couldn't defend myself. <laughs> he's like, I got, got my nose broken in a fight because I couldn't defend myself. <laughs> That's understandable. I had my nose broken in a fight too. Did you really? Street hockey fight. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crooked. If you look at it, it's pretty crooked. It's never got fixed. I don't see it again. I mean, I can tell you it looks fine and then we'll just I argue about it. Over it pretty much. <laughs> um, and I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> uh, oh yeah that's right we're uh we're so we are social distanced i guess yes but it's it's weird because uh, uh, living in toronto everything's shut down and then you come here and it, what do you guys have like 40 cases a day or something which is yeah it's like nothing nothing well i mean it's not nothing I mean, it, it used to be better it used to be like yeah. it was like i, I like i think when when uh, the outbreak first started it was like you know 10 a day or something and it was like oh no 10 more people every day yeah and what's toronto's daily cases like yeah yeah, I just, I don't know. Like it's in the lot. thousands a day? I think in the GTA, you're up close to like 815 a day or 900 Jesus. a day or something. Well, then in terms of the population difference, like what, are they 12 million in Toronto? I think in the whole GTA is something like seven or something. Oh, really? So it's oh, seven okay. times well, that's, Yeah. Yeah, and it's certainly more than, you know, yeah. we're at 40 a day, so it's certainly more than, than it's appropriate. Growth. Yeah, yeah, I think everything's just packed in so closely. People live so close together in Toronto. Whereas here, you know, this is a little bit spread out once you get outside the downtown core. Yeah. People drive everywhere. People aren't always driving. Well, not always a lot of government and it's all shut down. So yeah. it's like stay home or at least don't all pack yourselves into downtown. Yeah. 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 You guys are doing good. Good job, everybody. Good job. Well, we, we weren't for a while. 
No. <laughs> well, we we got shut down again too when they yeah. shut down Peel and all that other stuff. We got we got shut down with them because our cases were going up. But I think it was just that whole like once everything was starting to go back to normal. I think it was it was like rather than being like, hey, let's just slowly go out. Mm-hmm. Like Kay Trevor's joke, right? The first day without snow after winter, you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. You go outside, the wind <laughs> back inside. But it's, it, I think it was like that. Everyone just got one outside and they're like, oh, everything's fine. And they go right back to normal. And it's like, no, 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 there's easier way back. Yeah. In. Yeah. I mean, we're not scientists. Who knows? Jay is. Jay, I mean, Jay, is. Jay every day Jay. has the solution to. Yeah. Jay and I had a to, long talk. It's weird because Jay's, a, I was just talking with my friends, calling man about Jay is a. He has all the answers. Right-leaning guy, but he's all, give me the vaccine, give me the vaccine. He's a different kind of right-leaning guy. Yeah. No, I I tell him every day, I go, Jay, why are you wasting your time telling us? Like, these scientists, they need you, man. You got the answers. (laughs) Why aren't you out there wasting it on us? Oh, they know. They know. (laughs) That's the thing, too. He's mad at me because I won't just, like, agree with everything. I go, I'm just just not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. So I'm not saying, like, I don't agree with certain thoughts or whatever, but I'm not just, I'm not a big blowhard. I'm no. just like, I don't know. So I keep my mouth shut. I'll, I'll stop making noise so that people who know can have the floor to say what they need to say. And it's good that they have that floor. <laughs> Jay, Jay deserves that floor. That's Jay's Jay already Lawrence, told me that Jay's already told me that it's been, oh yeah. Oh, pff, my listeners know who Jay is. <laughs> Every week I share the wisdom. <laughs> Am I just of talking Jay. to like Ottawa comics right now? Oh no, 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 no. I got people all over the, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, doing, where, we're, where, we're, we're approaching our two hundredth episode. Oh yeah, I know. I've seen it for a long time. But what, what, where is it? Where you see where they're from? Yeah, where, where all over the from? world. Oh, what country? Yeah, that's, that's uh, your country. So uh, Norway listens a lot. Uh, oh. uh, Finland. Oh wow. Yeah, Russia. Russia's listening. <laughs> they're getting their intel from me. Russia's listening no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have a podcast. Uh, is it? Is it Italy? Italy? I get a reasonable amount from. I get a bunch from like uh, Serbia. Um, I have a bunch of expats in the, what is it? Uh, Dubai or the, the uh, United Arab Emirates or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the States, all over the California's big listenership. Uh, Texas is a big listenership. So huh. yeah. New York. My friend Kim lives in the United Arab Emirates. So hi Kim. Hi Kim. One of the people She's listening, listening to this. She's, there's no way. It's not like we're, <laughs> we're not in the thousands, but I mean like hundreds. I'm like, that's pretty, still yeah, pretty good every month to get yeah. a few hundred yeah. out there. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not even on YouTube. So this is just strictly people finding us in the podcatchers oh, and stuff like that. filming this? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were putting on such a show. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I can put my shirt back on, I guess. <laughs> Doing the old Kreischer. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Flexing everywhere. Oh, you should muscles. have seen sometimes I've like in the early days, I guess I just, I didn't learn. I, I probably forgot to tell you too. But in the early days, like I'd have people show up with like, the full outfits on like some people over the top. Cause uh, my buddy, Tommy Savitt, he does the Tommy Lama. Mm-hmm. So he's got this big yes. persona. He was ready to go. And I was like, Oh shit, I did just audio bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's in character now. He's ready to go. Oh yeah. But, and, and it was funny too. Cause so this is the thing too, that we'll, we'll be doing is uh, I, I was chatting with him and I was saying like, Hey, do you want to do it in character? Or uh, he was like, I'd prefer like not break the illusion of the character, but we just had started having the conversation about like kind of his beginnings and this and that. And he's like, not once did he go into character. He's like, I haven't, He's like, I haven't sat down and like gone through my career, like all at once in a story, like in a long time. He's like, that was just, that was fun. Yeah. He's like, it was easy. Like, I, he's like, I wanted to do the character, but it was more kind of fun to be able to just sort of tell the story or whatever. Yeah. And he's an interesting and a good guy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also a big bourbon guy. Yeah. 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 But I don't think he Are you a bourbon a drinker? Yeah. I got into bourbon last year because uh, two of my buddies went golfing and 
South Carolina and they came back pretty much just drunk on bourbon and lemonades. Yeah. So that's how it began. Do you drink it straight or are you just, that's your, your go-to mix now? Uh, no, I don't do lemonade much anymore. Sometimes at home I'll do a bourbon and uh, lemon juice, mm-hmm. actually squeeze lemon juice and that's enough. Whiskey sour kind of? Kind of, kind of yeah. like that, but I feel like it's a little healthier than lemonade. Right, of course, of course. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe Coke sometimes, bourbon, I'm yeah. all over the place. Just, but you don't drink it straight? You don't just sit and sip on a bourbon? No, I'll do like an Irish whiskey straight, but I don't, and I don't like scotch, so I don't. Jameson do and what? Uh, Writer's Tears is that another oh, yeah, yeah, Irish yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameson definitely. Actually, I was in uh, Dublin last year, right before this all happened, and uh, we went to the uh, the uh, distillery. No, we didn't go to the distillery. We went to the museum. Oh, okay. So then, and then they give you a taste of like four or six different types. It was, it's great. That's sick. That I went to uh, I went to Scotland in February before quarantine. Oh yeah, and I visited uh, my favorite whiskey distillery and a couple other Which ones, ones on, on Isla Lafroy. Don't know that one. Yeah, it's very uh, smoky, peaty. Tastes like you're drinking a campfire. Which at first, when I started drinking whiskey, I'd have been like, I would have run screaming from. Like my analysis of it would have been like someone poured water in an ashtray, and that's what yeah. it tastes like. But, yeah. but as I started playing around with all the different whiskeys, like so, I'm, I'm a big whiskey guy. Yeah, here big you got like big guy. collection in your room. Big collection, and uh, yeah, it's and I'm learning a lot about it, and I've got like nosing kits. So like, if you're somebody who you know doesn't I'm, I, I don't it's have a good cocaine is it ah oh, nosing kids kit. ah. mm. now who's uh, who's interrogating <laughs> um yeah so the idea is just if you're like if you were to smell wine or whiskey and people are like oh i'm smelling plums dark fruits this kind oh, of stuff yeah, yeah. so the idea is that like it's not that they're just born with that palate it's it's just pattern recognition so it's kind of like you train yourself and instead of just smelling something and then all these things come to you it's more like you smell and you go do i smell this and it's like no do i smell this no that's just a general way that a lot of these guys do it is they kind of go through a checklist am i smelling like the vanillas and the caramels and that no smelling the wood or any of that am i smelling smoke like so it's more checking them off but at the same time if you're someone like me who like doesn't eat apricots and plums and things like that so i don't really know what what they smell like what what, this is my question about Mm. that What, what what's the point of that it's it's honestly just just the enjoyment of it it sounds kind of stupid, but like when you're smelling, like I would say that, like I would ask you, why would you enjoy eating like a curry? Because it tastes good, right? Well, same with whiskey. The yeah, only but thing I is, I get the but tasting. if you've never tasted curry before, if you've never had curry, and they say, "Hey, does this smell like curry?" Your brain would just go, "Just smells spicy," right? Because mm-hmm. you don't, you've never tried curry, you have no idea what curry smells like. So that's what's happening with alcohol a lot of the time. Things like wine and stuff is it smells like it smells sweet. It smells alcoholic gasoline some people will say because of the ethanol right so they're just like oh it just smells like gas because that's all your brain knows so the idea is that the more you learn these different tastes and smells and things like that you're basically just building patterns so that when your brain recognizes it goes oh i i smell it's like walnut like in a coffee you might smell nut and stuff like that even though there's no nut in it you're just like oh that's what that makes me think of and there's no there's no right or wrong answer when with that kind of stuff. Like no one can be like, "Oh, I smell this." You're like, no, you don't. It's like, well, what you're saying you smell isn't in it, and what I'm saying you smell isn't in it. But it's just that's what those scents and aromas make my brain think. So it's just kind of like, oh, and I like this one because when I drink it, I'm thinking of plum and nuts and this. It reminds me of my grandmother's fruit cake. It's like dark nuts and fruit. It's just it's a yeah, there's a difference. You drink to remember, I drink to forget. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 
Uh, Hotel California, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a lie? Some, some dance to remember, some dance to forget. But uh, it's the, the dance is the taking of drugs of whatever kind they may be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Now that's all coming up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's, I, and I don't, and, I, and it's not even necessarily to, to, to memories, but that's the thing with the sense of smell, right? Versus uh, every other sense is that that's the only one that's right-brained. So when you see something, a lot of it's objective. So, you know, even though we both see different colors, what, what I see for purple, and what you see for purple might be slightly different. But, but if I say, go, go and find the, the purple plate in the other room, you'd be able to go do that. But the thing with smell is that smell goes into your right brain first, which is like memory and, and stuff like that before it redirects to left brain. So that's why when you smell something, a lot of the times you'll think of a memory as opposed to just going, oh, that smell is this. Like, so one guy was smelling whiskey and he went, grandma. And it was like, what? But but what he was, and after like, after the guys were sort of exploring, talking with him, is he smelled like kind of like apple and, and cinnamon, like spices. But to mm-hmm. him, apple and cinnamon was like pies baking at grandma's house. So his brain didn't go apple, cinnamon. It went grandma's house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. another guy, he was like South Padre Beach, Florida when he was a kid because he smelled salt and coconut. But to him, that sea salt smell and the coconut lotion. So to him, when he smelled those, his brain was like when I used to go to the beach as a kid. Hmm. So anyways, that's but that's what that's what the the people who are smelling things, they're not just like some pretentious twat who's like, oh, I, you know, it's this, that. It's, it's basically just like anything else. It's practice. So when you start smelling... You're kind of just like, what do I smell in this? And then sometimes it's like the basics, oaks and smoke and and that kind of stuff. Corn is what you're going to smell a lot of bourbons, the mm-hmm. corn and that caramel butterscotch kind of smells. Those ones are the easy, obvious ones, but sometimes you'll smell other things underneath, but it's just more of rather than just smelling it and then your brain goes ding, 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 like a family feud board telling you the answers. It'll just, you're just kind of asking it, do I smell kind of like orange? Is there any kind of citrus or anything? And you're like... Uh, you know, yes or no, but that's where it comes from. And then just over time, you'll know that. Like I said, if I gave you curry, you'd go, you'd go uh, burny, spicy. But once you've yeah, had me. curry, you're like, oh, it's, it tastes kind of, there's coriander in here. Like you're not pretentious. You just, you just know what it is now because you're familiar with those smells and that, oh, that's a coconut curry. That's a, you know, Thai curry. Like that's all. I, don't know, yeah, I know yeah. we're, we're burning the hour talking about whiskey, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm going to take, uh, if it's cool with you, buddy, I, I always ask the uh, the questions to let my listeners know who you are, is I always ask, who were you before you started doing stand-up, and then like what got you into stand-up comedy? Because we all get asked the what got you into stand-up comedy, but who were you before you started doing stand-up? Um, I don't even know how to answer that. That was just me. Um, were you like, were you working in a warehouse? Were you, you I went know, to university, grew up playing golf, and then working at the golf course in my hometown so that was most of my jobs were that did you want to be a golfer or? yeah i definitely did but i don't have the you can ask all my buddies i play with now i just don't have the head for it i just get too angry oh really yeah I'm, um oh yeah i get very frustrated very quickly with golf is that the only thing i, I don't think i've ever seen you like angry i'm a least fan so i get angry a lot there. oh do you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh yeah so that that was yeah i wanted to be pro a couple of my friends went on to be pros a couple of guys i grew up with um and one woman that i grew up with i should say they um, all went on to be pros yeah yeah it, not I, the pga I, or anything like that but they're pros at the golf courses unless they were like that mike weir guy or tiger woods no, i wouldn't I know who the hell they were the guy with the tits what's his name the one with John the nipples Daly? no tits 
Yeah, he's got nipples, and then his nipples went away. His nipples were always poking out. People made fun of him, and then they went away. I have no idea. Fuck. We we watched a different kind of guy. Recently, he, in like the last few years. Anyways, whatever. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Onesies, email in contact at onemanpodcast.com. <laughs> Let me know. You guys know what I'm talking about. He was There's all these pictures of him on the web where he's wearing the shirts, and his, his nipples were always together. And then like just you know, after all these comments about his nipples, not long afterwards, just his nipples were never... I don't know, taping them down or something like that. I don't know, but they they went away. They weren't just always sticking out of his shirt. Having a nipple issue growing up, but uh, so yeah, I did that, and then I went to university, which I was I should have never gone to university, but I basically just wanted to make my parents proud. What were you studying? Took business, but I quit like two times and finally went back. It took me like seven years because I really I was not made for university. I'm the guy who's loves to read a book unless you tell me to read a book and then I'm, I yeah. refuse to read that book. So that's not there's, good for school. Dude, I totally get it. And we'll get to the, there's a, there's an, an analogy that I use from the trip that we went to Montreal and I want to tell that story. Okay. Uh, well, I want you to tell the story, but yeah, I, uh, well, I, guess, I guess my wife won't be allowed to listen to this one. We were good. I think we were good were boys we? on that. Yeah, I think so. Well, there's the only thing that, that would probably, yeah, but you weren't with her. So what the fuck? What did she expect you not be human before you were? Not be human. Yeah. No, no. You were just a good little church going boy. Yeah. That's yeah. We Remained Montreal. pure. Yeah. We went to Montreal and, uh, but there's a same analogy is you're like you said, you know, I, I, I love to read a book until I'm told to read a book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. So I was a disaster in school, so, especially growing like, High school is even worse because I just, uh, it's funny, all the books they tried to make me read in high school, I've, now I read them after and I'm like, oh, this is a good book. Should have read yeah. that when I was 14, you know? But it's almost like, would you have been able to take in all of the stuff when no, you were 14 no, either? Even no, if you no. wanted to read it, would you have seen all the symbolism and stuff? No, I mean, not at all. But yeah, so that was that. And then uh, graduated in 97 and finally, and then worked the summer at the golf course right in i was the bartender that year so i worked right into almost november mm-hmm. and then i uh, moved here a few months later to start stand-up to ottawa to toronto oh, sorry. oh to toronto that's okay right. not here but i'm in ontario that's cool um yeah so that was that I, and you just decided i'm going to start stand-up comedy no i always wanted to be one of those okay oh, okay okay so like i used to watch a lot of um show you how old i am a lot of carson and a lot of early letterman i would record them on my vcr every night nice and then uh, after school that would be the first i'd like come home as fast as i could and i would just watch their monologues or whatever comedians were on at the time and nice okay and that was you know then i started writing jokes like probably when i was like 13 or 14 and then i'd try them out on my friends at school the next day and then the next day i'd write a bunch of jokes i watched sports sports desk it was called back then yeah sports center now and i'd write jokes about sports and then i'd try them all i remember one of my buddies in grade nine going do you write these jokes? <laughs> and I was like, no, why would I write jokes? That's so yeah. silly. But you did write. Yeah, I said that's that. awesome. I would literally go there and write jokes about sports desk. Yeah. I always ask if the, the stand-up was something that you want to do because I never entertained. I, I was like you. I loved stand-up. I watched everything. I watched Kids in the Hall growing up. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Evening at the Improv, like all that early stuff. Uh yeah, because I'm trying to remember. I never watched Carson. I never, I never stayed up that late. I was, oh, I, was I didn't stay up late. I just recorded it. Yeah, we didn't but. have a. I don't think we had a way of doing that. I don't think we had a VCR. No, no, we weren't. We weren't golf course in the summer, Rich. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about golf course in the summer, Rich. My first few years of golf, I I wanted to play it. My one of my friends played, so I begged my parents to let me play golf. 
didn't have to beg, but I mean, asked if I, so they bought me a, like, $25 set of golf clubs and a membership for a kid my age was $45 for the summer. Yeah. So basically when I was 12 years old, my dad would drop me off at, on the way to work and then he'd pick me up on the way home. So I was, they didn't have to, no one had to look after me. I was just golfing every day. So, um, yeah, so uh, we weren't rich, trust me. <laughs> I think my <laughs> no, dad no, was, I, I tease. I, I meant just you working at the golf course in the yeah. summertime. <laughs> my dad maxed out, I think, at like $15,000 a year he made back then. So Oh, yeah, no, I can't imagine it. No, 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 I'm just teasing. Yeah. But yeah, but, no, it's, uh, I just mean, we didn't have a, I don't think we had a VCR. Um, or if my mom would know how to work it. I know I certainly wouldn't have known how to work it, but... I, I remember I watched, I did watch Jay Leno. So I think I just missed Carson. Yeah, you're younger watching than me though, too. Yeah, right? so, I'm 37. I'm yeah, 37. I'm 48, so. Fair. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I mean, I would have been like seven, right? So at this point, like you're, a, you'd be a teenager watching the stuff that I was kind of like small kid late night growing yeah. up too. Yeah. But I, here's the thing is I watch the Carson stuff now and I'm like, fuck, like I would have loved to have been able to like see the guests that he was having on and just his monologues and everything I mean, like that. Yeah. When you're talking about the, my, that time frame when I watched, you're talking about like Roseanne Barr and Jerry Seinfeld. Rodney Dangerfield. Jay Jay Leno. Dangerfield yeah. kind of predates me a because I can go back and watch those old episodes and he's, that's before my time really. When, like, right, when, of course. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of really good comics at that time and it was, yeah, I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't watch interviews. I just watched the monologues and the stand-ups and I just fast forward through them. And Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he was them. the, have someone from the San Diego Zoo yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. What's it? Uh, something Hannah, Jack Hannah from the San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the guy? Yeah, that was yeah. the one who'd have on so. regularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was great stuff. So I, I watched that stuff uh, like the late night and the, the stand-up, but I never wanted to be a comic. Mm. I was always funny, uh, but I just, to me, that was something different. My listeners yeah. have heard me talk about that before. but So that's why I always ask my guests. I'm like, so... Is it that just something happened and it clicked? But you, so the whole time, even though you were doing these things, going to school, golfing, yeah, sometimes, I, knew, you were, but, I mean, you're talking about growing up in small town Nova Scotia. I didn't, I didn't know there were, you could do that type thing. You know right. what I mean? I felt that was weird. The only Nova Scotian comedian I even knew about was Mark Farrell, and so, but he was from Halifax. He was from the big city, right? The so big city, was, big city of Halifax. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't realize Ron James is from Nova Scotia because he had such a thick accent. So yeah. I thought he was a newfie, but he's not. His parents are, but he was in Nova Scotian. So I didn't really know that was a thing you did. So, but I really wanted it, and so yeah, and I was a very shy kid on top of everything. But I knew that I was because I phoned Yuck Yucks, and I was like, "How do I start doing stand up?" Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I literally phoned from Anaganish, Nova Scotia to Toronto, yuck, yuck, since I'd, how do I start? And let me guess, just a throwaway line from the edge, move here, get on no, the mic. No, they literally said, uh, phone back and press extension something or other, and there's a rec- recording that told you what to do. Oh, okay. Um, so that was it. And then I knew that, I'm, like my mother used to say all the time, I used to, if I wanted to order a pizza, I had to get someone to call to order the pizza for me. I couldn't do it. Why? S- as a shy kid. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that was her instructions to you. If you no. want this, you get someone else to do it. No, for no, you. no. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I knew how to do it. I was just too shy to do it. Are you still shy? Not even close to what I was. Okay. I still have my moments where I don't. Really? I get very closed off. Okay. Weird, I think people that I grew up with wouldn't think I was shy. That's I've said that, and they're like, "What? Well, you were a loudmouth. I'm like, no, it's loud around you guys. But put me in a situation <laughs> where I have someone really I don't know well, and I just... 
Which Interesting. Shut down. I just always thought you were like, like soup. Like, cause I remember one of the jokes you used to say to me all the time. You're like, I just, we go hang out somewhere. You're like, ah, my idea hanging out, sit in the corner, watch the sports center. Yeah. That's, that's, that's me partying. <laughs> that <is. laughs> but I never, I, I love that. I never for a second would have even been like, oh, it's yeah, because he's just quiet and shy or whatever. I just thought you were quiet, dude. I'm like, you're like, yeah, you're not that guy who needs the attention. No. There, whereas, you know, in this industry, there's lots of those guys yeah, that yeah, need yeah. to be the center of attention all the time. You're pointing up to this. I'm pointing up and pointing at Jason's room right now. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> trying to be subtle. I'm like, Jason. He's a different personality. Though, yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's just some guys that just, if it's not about them. And I, when I was younger, I was like that. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Obnoxiously so. I was probably like that around my friends. Yeah. But I don't think I definitely wasn't like that once I got away from my friends, I don't think. Yeah. But for me, stand up was like it scratched the itch in a big way. So yeah. it's like, that Val, like, I guess with my friends, like I had to be funny and then you go on stage and you do it and it's like, okay, well that's strangers. Right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. I can take a knee for a few days on the attention. Yeah. It's weird. I, I, I don't know if I need that. It's weird. Cause I, I'm starting to realize I can see myself not doing this for a lot longer. Really? It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I like, I still love it. I just don't, I don't know. It's weird being away from home now and I, I'm married and I like my wife a lot and mm-hmm. I like hanging out with her and now I'm away for five days and it's, you know, I went back after the show and not that you can do anything after a show right now, but right. instead of, you know, partying and going out to bars until 3 a.m. or whatever, I was playing, we watched a British game show and we both press play at the exact same time on YouTube and we watched a yeah. British game show together last night and we played it. Like that's, I was like, this is fun. This yeah, is man. fun now, you know, this is old age, I guess, maybe. Although, having said that, the night before, I was hammered. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I've, I've been saying for a few years now that it, like happiness is the cure to stand-up. Oh, yeah, Almost. yeah. It's I, just I, like, Niles again and I always used to say we were just one girl, good girlfriend away from quitting it forever. You know, that was yeah. 15, 17 years ago. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, like, oh, now I'm away from what I can have. Like, if I'm not doing anything special, if it's just me, like, yeah, I'll go on the road and I'll do stuff. But then yeah. as soon as like, oh... Oh, I don't want to leave that. That's I know I'm happy here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's wanna... weird when we just went six months without doing a show. I wasn't itching to get on stage. And when I think Todd Van Allen messaged me, he's like, "Hey, do you want to do a show?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so. Sure, why not?" <laughs> like, <laughs> some guys are like, "I'll get on top of a roof and yeah. I'll do that." And, and I wish, I wish I still had that that level of hunger for stand up because there's yeah. that same way. I I was perfectly happy. Yeah. Just sit on my ass but, doing you know, nothing. Funny, at the same time, uh, like at the same time, I've kind of been like, okay, maybe I should just give this one more push yeah. and see what happens. And then, and then if it doesn't happen, then maybe I just get back to what I'm doing pretty much now is I just come work for Jay. And those are yeah. a couple of weeks away for a year. And I scratch that itch a little bit and do a couple of new jokes and it feels good that a new joke works and then go back to my life again. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, you have a day job, right? I've got a day job. Yeah. yeah. Would you mind if I ask what you do? I uh, just a supervisor at a courier company. It's nothing okay. Exciting. It's literally. I mean, the only reason I'm there is because they let me take as much time off to do stand up. Okay, that's great. It's a job a monkey could do. I say that all the time. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not far off. Other than answering a phone, sometimes like literally, that's it's just so repetitive. But they don't care if I miss weeks on end to go do shows. So yeah, and it's easy. It's easy. It's close to home. It's just, yeah. That's great. But, I mean, I if I were to quit stand-up, I don't think I would do it any longer. Oh, really? This doesn't pay enough, and it's just, it's a, 
convenience of it for me. Just, I don't know. No, that's, that's a great, that works for me. I'm, I rack my brains with that constantly. Like I'm, I'm always like, you know, one foot getting ready to jump. Like it's like, it's like, I gotta, I gotta pick and I feel like I'm right in between. I'm like, am I going to do this hard or am I going to, or am I going to just, but the only, the only thing stopping me from the, all right, I had my fun and just go with it is I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I could do for the rest of my life where I'm like, I guess that would be because I could, if, if the bookings were there, I could do stand up. Yeah. I'd be more than happy. I don't mind. I don't mind the traveling. It does get tiresome, but I don't mind it. If that's the hard work is just sitting on a plane or sitting in the car driving. I could do that. For me though, what I hated was the traveling in the winter. And that's when I just, I mean, I had a slow spot where a buddy of mine was the head of HR for this company. And he's like, why don't you come work here for a little? I'm like, sure. And I thought I was going to be there for a month and then go back on the road. Yeah. And then you start to realize, you know what? I don't like driving through Saskatchewan in November. It's, it's terrifying. I don't. Is like it really? I've never, yeah. I've never done that. I've yeah. And that. you know, like I was getting to the point, I was going out there for three months at a time and it's all winter and you're just, you know, you're looking at the weather every day going, okay, do I have to leave for, you know, medicine hat seven hours early because there's a snowstorm coming between now and then or, and I mean, I remember going to first time going to, Regina, I think it was Saskatoon with Paul Meyerhog, yeah. and it was just a pure ice storm. And thankfully, Paul was driving because he's from Edmonton and he can deal with that stuff. But yeah, it was terrifying. It was seven or eight hours of just trucks and the ditches everywhere you go. Really? And oh, I don't, I don't fucking push too hard. I don't. I, I'm just like if it's if it's bad weather, I'll just go slow. Yeah, no, and I'll that's what he did. But I mean, it, it was so bad at times because. Paul's a Western farm boy and he would literally yeah. just go on the farm roads to get us there. It was crazy, yeah. I but just had Paul on the, the podcast. Oh, right. this awesome, year too. Yeah. I, awesome I guy. love the dude. I'm Paul always has the best career. If I want Paul, he has the comedy career that it's the best one I've ever seen. I mean, he's not overly famous or anything. doesn't have to, but he's constantly working Yep, and he's constantly on tours and he's, living in the south of france and he has it all figured out and he's so positive i told him he makes me so insecure at times because he's always just everything's great yeah like awesome he's like oh yeah that's great i'm like are you just being are you just are you just patronizing me or or do you really he's like no i'm just a very positive guy yeah he's a good guy you know i love to see like i don't know anybody who doesn't like that guy that's one of the good guys yeah no paul's paul's great um there's a lot of great guys dude you're a great guy like i said you were good to me early on when i when i started you like i'm not saying that anyone was was bad but like you'd sit and have a conversation with a headliner after a show but they didn't really like want to hang out or anything like that you know what i mean and and you were cool like you you and i went to montreal to do like uh an open mic yeah on a monday night yeah that ended up getting canceled and then the first one we did went we got canceled because I think we were going to do a show at the works, but there wasn't enough people, so they canceled that show. Oh, and then Paul Ash, it, you were going to do it. I was going to do the show with Paul Ash. So oh, okay, you got fair. Onto that show yeah, I got onto that show. Yeah, okay. And well, then the one, yeah, then we did the other one. And, yeah, and, and we met somebody like, at that show who I didn't know who they were. I don't know if you had known her before. Maybe she was just very open. But no, we're 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 walking through this this area of Montreal after the show with this nice girl who was hanging out with us after the show, shooting the shit with us. And then you're like, you know who lives in this neighborhood? No, I didn't because I didn't know who her brother was. Okay, so you didn't know who... I'll tell you the story. All right, all right. You might not remember as clearly because I'm a bigger drinker than you. So at that point of the night, we both had a good buzz going. But um, yeah, there was a guy trying to... Remember 
she, I don't know how she There was left. someone else with us who left yes, earlier. Two that other people with us, okay. Paul Ash. Right. And another comic whose name, but I can picture. Was he a comic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know Paul broke, Paul took us from the works to his room. Like yeah. we all went together to that. Yeah. Then we left there with the person I'm speaking of. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Paul. And I think there was that one other person who I didn't know who yeah, left us at uh, some yeah, bagel uh, shop yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, he was trying to pick her up. Ah, okay. Asking her out and stuff. I like see. That. I see. And she was like, no. And it was just really awkward. Um, but yeah, so we were all walking. I think it might be Paul Ash. She said, oh, you know who lives in this neighborhood? Oh, was it was him. Like, okay. I thought that was you that said that. I didn't know who. <laughs> Jason just walked through making a bunch of uh, yeah, giving, us the, giving us the bird as needing the attention that Josh was just talking about. Um, <laughs> but I, I was so I, I, don't, I don't yeah, know, you know who else lives in this neighborhood? Yeah. Jay Baruchel. Yeah, and, and then she and, pipes and up. He with, just kept talking about how he was his favorite actor. Oh, really? Do you remember, he's like, I love that guy. I didn't remember that. Up. I just remember the Taylor, the girl we were with, going, "Yeah, that's my brother." Yeah, and we and then and immediately you could see in the face. I could because I knew who Jay Baruchel was. I, did not know I didn't know he lived in the area. I wasn't even. I didn't even know he was from Montreal. And then this girl's like, "Yeah, it's my brother." And I could see right in her face. I'm like, "Holy fuck! Yeah, you look just like him." Yeah. And then I said, "I'm sorry, I don't know who that is." And I think she said, "I love you." Like I was the one guy that wasn't fawning all over her because her brother yeah. was famous. So, yeah. 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 I, yeah. And I didn't even know. And I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. And Taylor was so cool because I think did we not go back there another time to hang out with her, or was that that same night? Well, we, she we took us. Out with to, yeah, the, that was that night. Yeah, she took us to a place called Wanda's. No, I don't think she took us. I think we took her. <laughs> we took her. Okay, because I I have no interest <laughs> she, in. She was a very uh, innocent young. She was only like nineteen or something. She really, was, I know I it wasn't so. my suggestion because I'd never heard of it. Yeah, well, I'm not saying who's Did, suggesting it was. I'm going to blame Taylor for this. I th- I'm no. actually kind of comfortable thinking that it was Taylor who, who no, suggested it. No, no, because I remember her sitting in there going, "I've never been in one of these places." And really? Went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then it was then it was then it was you. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. That's not my jam. But I just thought it was so funny because it was like I'm not really big, but I didn't care. I was having fun, so I'm like, I'll go wherever everybody wants to go. And I just remember like I. I somebody I don't think I got a lap like I got well, one I definitely, I definitely got one but I didn't I'm not one to like again I don't I think they're a waste of money but somebody bought me a lap dance and they're like it's only ten dollars here and I was like oh that's I like think that was me I, that I was gave, cheap I, I gave yeah. you twenty dollars or something yeah and I'm like oh this is great and I'm thinking like every strip club in you know on well at least in Ottawa at right we're right next to Quebec right in Gatineau so everyone I'd ever been to in Gatineau everyone was all like twenty bucks a song you can touch. But I was never that guy who would touch. I always felt like uncomfortable touching. Yeah, yeah. But I, but it was like I would sit there and I just I wouldn't touch. And I'm like, oh, I'm a nice guy. And I'm not doing. It. I'm not trying to like tell the stripper I'm a nice guy. But I'm just like I'm a nice guy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really feel. I just feel like just grabbing you is still like wrong. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to have your nudity in my face, but just grabbing you is wrong. Yeah, you look uncomfortable. I'm so just, I'm having I'm having fun with this. I'm just the guy who sits <laughs> in the back and just watching Sports Center. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this But I just remember I was sitting there and I was talking. To the girl. I was speaking French because I'm bilingual, and I was like, uh, she's like, so have you ever been here before? I'm like, no, I'm from Ottawa. I don't da 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 all French. And then she's like, yeah, I really like this place. I'm like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah, I like it because like. You know, the guys aren't allowed to touch here. And immediately I was like, fuck that. You know what I mean? This <laughs> was, the, this was the example. <laughs> no, this was the example. Like when you're like, you know, I'll read a book, but when you tell me to read a book, fuck you. So yeah. to me, it's like, I'm not going to touch you, but you tell me I can't touch. 
fuck you. I, I, I didn't break the rule, yeah. but it was just like, oh, so I'm not sitting here like being a nice person on my best behavior. It just looks like I am, I am following the rules. I'm not allowed to. Like, yeah. It was almost like you cut that ribbon and oh, I'm all of a sudden I'm like, no, I wouldn't have anyways, but I prefer it when it's my choice not to, not that like, because I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I thought it was like everywhere else. And then I'm like, oh. I, I didn't even, I'm not the guy to go get lap dances. I'm the guy, that was the only place I saw <laughs> naked women. So I'm like, I'll go have a beer here, but I don't want anyone touching me. <laughs> I, I've never found the like it's like it's like paying for blue balls i'm like why why yeah it's kind of useless it's so dumb but but yeah then poor innocent taylor was just sitting there and she's like i've never been in one of these places and then me being flush with cash after a week of working here i think i think i bought her a lap dance and she was like this is insane that's hilarious poor girl she's a rabbi now <laughs> is she? Yeah, I kept in touch for. She's a rabbi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do they? She's married. This to is another so, rabbi. I definitely know she was married. Yeah, uh, but I. This is gonna sound fucking ignorant, but it, I don't. Women can be rabbis. I guess so. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I've also never seen like a female priest, but I'm sure that's a thing, right? Maybe. Don't they, aren't they nuns? No, <laughs> like, like, how does that Catholic. work? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I know this that. for sure because I watched a TV show and there was a, one of the characters was a female rabbi. Fair. I I so, kept in touch with Taylor for a few years. Where where if I was going to Montreal, I'd reach out and she'd meet up with me. Uh, I saw a movie. Her brother, I guess I don't know if he directed it, but she was in it called uh, the Trotsky or whatever, something like that. With, oh, with Jay yeah. Burchill, she was in that. And it was great to see. But we, uh, I guess we just lost touch. I, I, there was a period of time where I hadn't gone to Montreal for like two years. Or whatever, I, I'm, then, I'm so now not in belief that maybe I'm wrong that I had to Google her. Yeah, but I just remember like things got busy, and then when I got invited back to Montreal, not that I was ever banned or anything, but I just wasn't working there for a while. And, uh, and then when they'd ask me to go, it would be like, I would get a, a message on it where like, Hey, are you free this week? And I just wouldn't think to reach out. So now it's just been long enough that it's embarrassing to be like, Hey, sorry, it's been so long. Oh, she's so nice. Though. She's the, one of the best. She was so cool. She's like one of those like roll with the punches chicks doesn't take shit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like cool and let shit slide too. Right. Like, yeah, I think, she's I think they call the it states. setting boundaries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's a healthy individual. That's what I like. But I do know who her brother is now. If that means anything. Oh, yeah. You've seen him in a movie or two mm. in the last little bit? Yeah, I've seen him in some stuff. <laughs> well, once I had it explained to me who he was, I kind of went, oh, okay, that guy. He was in so many like bad kids' shows. They like, I don't blame him for it. Weren't they both? She might. Nothing that I saw with Taylor in it. But but he was in the show called My Hometown on like YTV, and it was so bad. It was such a bad show. But then he was on Popular Mechanics for Kids with. Uh, I was supposed to say Sports Illustrated for Kids. But yeah, it was Popular Mechanics. Popular Mechanics for Kids with Alicia Cuthbert. That mm-hmm. was like her big first thing that I saw her in. It was him and her, and they were doing all these cool things. And then yeah, and then it, he's in it like, dude, he he wrote to uh, wrote Goon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if he directed it, but he wrote it. Yeah. I was like, so yeah, but by then, of course, you knew who he was. Yeah, 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 of course. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was our big Montreal trip, and now. And you drove back. You're. Do you know that you're like one of the only people I've ever let drive my car? Oh, really? It's not that it's a huge honor. Yeah. But just if it's an indication of any level of trust, like so many people are like, like I was like, yeah, I can't let. I, I had people who would use my car for like five seconds and then bang into something. Okay, I never know. Yeah, because you were like. I'll, we'll drive there. We'll drive back same night. And I'm like, okay. And then we were like, getting ready to leave. I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm I like, was I guess I'm driving. so destroyed. Yeah. And you slept the whole way. And well, I've like, had other people in my car since where it was like, yeah, like I'm like, we'll pull over the side of the road. I'll sleep for half an hour and I'll, and then I'll drive again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just no, put half you an- slept all the way from Montreal to Ottawa. Yeah. 
Yeah. And well, and the thing too is like my car was like my livelihood back then was like, I'm like the only thing I was doing like delivery type stuff or whatever. So Uh I'm like, I'm like, if I total my car, like that's why I couldn't let anyone, someone's like, Oh, you trash it. You know, your insurance, whatever. I'm like, no, like, yes, but, but yeah, while I'm waiting for the car, like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm just, I'd rather just drive myself, but yeah. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. That was a fun trip, man. It was a good trip. It was a good time. Sounded. Yeah. We were. Yeah. My wife's going to ask me a lot of questions after this. Is and, she really? Uh, well, yeah, she's, you know. Well, you didn't get a lap dance. I, no, I know I that. <laughs> Why? Did you tell her when you guys first met that you've never set foot in a strip club? No, 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 no. She's not like that. But yeah. I mean, you know, she's a very classy woman. Okay. You know, she's, uh, I'm bringing her down to my level slowly but surely, but. Uh... <laughs> well, at one point over a decade ago, you went to a strip club and didn't get a lap dance. I think that's pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be more suspect if you're like, nope, haven't been to a strip club in 10 years. Yeah. I hate strip clubs. I really dislike them. That's why I was saying I'm confident that it wasn't my idea because I would never Oh, you know, that. the last time I went there, I realized just how, uh, you know, when I first moved to Toronto and you're from Nova Scotia and you're a shy kid, like when I say that was the only way I could see a woman naked, that was the only way I could see a woman <laughs> naked. <laughs> you didn't have the internet? <laughs> <laughs> in 1998 yeah <laughs> but uh i went like four or five years ago maybe five years ago one of my friends is going through a breakup yeah and uh she's gay and she was like let's go to a strip club and i was like okay and then we went and i just all the strippers had tattoos of their bums and i was like i don't want to see tattoos on bums so this is yeah so i reached a point in my life where i was like that's the that's the line i can't like, go back yeah. anymore they're just it's like daddy issues, Bum and you're tattoos. like, do they? Well, exhibit A and B, and all these fucking Why do you have ass tattoos. Because <laughs> you re- did, were there any memorable ones no, <laughs> in terms I of like? Just, I was, honestly, I you know what? There's another buddy there, and we just talked. That was it. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm really too old for this. I'm really, yeah. It's just I don't know. To me, it's just sad. Because yeah. I I can't like I'm a very empathetic person. So for me, I'm like looking at everybody, and I'm like trying to figure out who they are as a person. Like I remember this one, like this was years ago. My, my buddies wanted to go to one over in Quebec and it was just like, there was this one girl who was clearly older than the other girls. And she was like, I just, I'm sitting there. Cause again, like after you've seen tits and ass for five minutes, like novelty's over, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like the, the, the old line about like, Oh, well Jack Nicholson can come out and do stand up, and he gets to be Jack Nicholson for five minutes, but then he's got to be funny. Yeah. I think Seinfeld wasn't Seinfeld saying that like they would get five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, so tits and ass, I get it. Yeah, great. But now it's like, now it's everywhere and it's so desensitized. It's so abundant. Mm-hmm. That that psychological thing of scarcity and abundant. If it's scarce, you want it. And if it's abundant, you're not interested. So it goes to abundant real quick and you're like, all right. So then I'm just looking around trying to entertain my crazy brain with like, and then I'm seeing this girl wander around from group to group trying to get that private dance. And it's like shot down, shot down. I'm feeling fucking terrible for her. You're like, is oh, this yeah, your excuse yeah. for getting a lap dance from her, Josh? No, yeah. no, I did not. Yeah, I did not. You're a man of charity. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a stripper philanthropist. <laughs> <Yeah>. is <that? laughs> but uh, It was just that like, I just remember seeing like, oh, just feeling bad for her. And then I'm like, oh, and just the people that would do this. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's, I wonder what, like, I would love, I would love to do a fucking podcast with a couple strippers and just say like, just to get all those like behind the scenes questions. Like, how do you get into it? Is there an audition process? 
like some of them have said i've heard i've heard stories so who knows how true it is but like you know well some of them you got to pay the dj every night and apparently the more money you pay the dj he gives you the dj gives you a better spot in the lineup and you and i know about spots in the lineup and how well a show can go for that so for them that's their showcase right the stage part is their showcase to go sell lap dances afterwards Mm. and if you're on too late you didn't get an opportunity to you know i'm 100 sure right now during this pandemic there's plenty of strippers who have nothing to do right now so if you want to reach out to a couple i'm sure you can get i don't know any personally because i feel like i would have had interventions for them at some point (laughs) i'll probably why some of them you know make a lot of money I'll probably just reach out to the strip club itself and go, I want you to send me a couple. Yeah. <laughs> like you just yeah, send me a couple. <laughs> that's going to be pretty expensive. Have them, have them drop off like Amazon. <laughs> no, but just like, oh, I'll, plug, I'll plug your joint, your strip yeah. joint. And I, I just want to ask questions. But then again, that you wouldn't want the things. But I, I would love to, or, or ex-strippers would be great. To just be like, what's it like back there? Is it what everyone jokes? Everyone's back there doing coke and stuff like that? Or like, you know, what is it? What are some, like, some, some crazy stories? I guarantee there'd be some fucking crazy, crazy stories. crazy stories, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the strippers are people too. Yeah. So, I mean, can't, sure. can't kill them. Whoa, not. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We just crossed a line. <laughs> not allowed to. Not allowed to. Not allowed to kill anybody, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know where we're going with that. But I, uh, oh, I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> with things, when the momentum goes out, I'm like, I'm just going to throw a fucking wrench into the gear. <laughs> can't kill them. Not allowed. <laughs> I, I read something again. I, I do a lot of reading on psychology and stuff like that. And I, uh, it's one of those things where like, I, I'm not the kind of person that would murder somebody. We hope. Right. Right. But it's just, but there's, there's something I read that was like, but the reason that a lot, you know, a lot of murder doesn't happen, not because you don't want to do it. It's because of the law that you're not allowed to. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Again, I'm not the kind of person, but somebody seemed mad enough. Like, yeah. I'm killing that guy. If I was mm-hmm. allowed to kill him, I would fucking kill him. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's funny too, because murder happens in nature all the time. Yeah. Nobody's out there policing it. <laughs> well, Do you know what I mean? I like, feel like we're a little more advanced than of course, most other animals. Of course. I, I think, and this is just way off topic, but I just, something I enjoy is just looking at like the, the, the insanities and hypocrisies of, of human beings. Like we've convinced ourselves that we're living in this different space where yes we're civilized that's what it is is, is we have civilization oh, yeah. but people sidestep it all the time and do whatever they want we yeah, see of cases course. of it every single day and we talk about rights and like you have the right to this it's like well again walk walk a kilometer into the jungle and tell the tiger that's going to eat you that you don't identify as prey <laughs> do you know what i mean like that's it's why you don't walk into the jungle right Right. But there's no, I want to see, that's where I want to see the social justice warriors on the lines between civilization and that and push their agenda into what they don't control. Well, (laughs) I mean, if you really want to make a difference, Susan, that's where you can go. Are you comparing a black lives matter to God? No, 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 no. No, that's no, that's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) I want to now. I want to now because I like how you brought it up. You're like, uh, I'll talk about killing a stripper, but uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Is she black? black Is she black? Because no, I won't. Um, no, um, no. I here's the thing. I'm egalitarian, so I believe everyone deserves a fair shake. Yeah. Not that the world is equal, but I I believe everyone deserves. Everyone deserves a voice at the table. Everyone deserves a seat at the table. All that stuff. Um, but no, I just. But I always think. I just think it's so funny when we're like. It's not so much like civilization, but it's like that mentality that we have, that we have a right to something. And I'm like, well, we should, but in order for that to exist, everyone has to agree to it and everyone doesn't. 
And that's an unfortunate thing. And then it's like, and then the more you convince yourself, like, it's funny, like we put on suits and, you know, ties and we sit in boardrooms and we're all super serious and professional. Well, we don't. And then, you no, but I'm saying, but that's, but everyone wants to be successful and the fucking CEO, everyone wants to be Elon Musk or whatever. And, you know, and then you're like, yeah, but you're going to walk down the hall and shit in a closet at some point too. You know what I mean? Like the disconnect from the fact that we are just animals like everything else on the mm-hmm. planet at the end of the day in terms of those survival needs and all that stuff. So I just, I think it's funny to like, yeah, to be good people and to treat everyone, you know, the way you want to be treated. It's just at the same time, it's, it's, well, don't forget you still exist as part of this thing too, right? You want to go on a, oh my God, wouldn't it be nice to see the jungle? And you're like, okay, but before you go, little blogger, you can die there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can die there. And when, when you get caught and you're trapped and you're dying, you're like, oh my God, why isn't anyone trying to help me? It's like, well, that's why we don't all go there. It is still like, so that's the thing is that you I have a right have to, to be to safe. You can just go near the jungle and they'll come to you. <laughs> right? I went to Columbia last year and there. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was just talking about how these jungle cats would sometimes come out and do some real damage. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. There was a, my dad was telling me about a story he was listening to on the CBC where these guys were, I don't remember what country it was. I, old people start telling stories. I tune out. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to see how uncomfortable I can make you. Um, <laughs> I'm an old guy. Have you been doing that this whole time? <laughs> but uh, yeah, where, where these guys were like traveling through and they had to like climb the trees at night because it wasn't safe. And, and it was pitch black and all these guys could hear was like, you know, a lion climb a tree, grab one of their dudes and hear them screaming all the way down. And then the lions eating them on the ground. And then the next one would come up and grab another one of them. And it's the dark. So they can sort of, they can hear shit in the trees, but is it my tree? Is it my tree? Or is it, you know, whomever's tree? I would say Steve's tree. Unlikely that would be his name. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) you know, unless he, he worked in a place where he had to contact North America, in which case he would have one of those names as well. But, I'm just, I'm trying to include everyone, guys. That's, I'm being, yeah, I'm being yeah, inclusive. It's not fair for me to assume that he's merely locally employed. That's all I'm saying. But uh, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Just again, you just, you're out there. That's where they live. I don't even know so. what we're talking about anymore. I'm just I'm confused. Me, man. We're trying to break down society, man. You don't know. This okay. <laughs> that's what we need. Two comedians to break yeah. down society. So speaking of your comedy career. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I, I just want to say, what were some of the milestones that you had in your in your career? Like, what were the the happiest big accomplishments that you had? We we'll, we'll go a little over. Don't worry. Okay, uh, biggest accomplishments, I guess. Uh, like the fun things, like you 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 moved to Toronto, you start doing stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. What was like the first like fuck yeah moment you had in stand up? Like you do your first set, did it go well? Yeah, first set went well, and then uh, you know it was weird. I remember walking off stage. It was an amateur night, yuck yucks, and did really well. And I walked off stage and all the comics wouldn't look at me. Because that's, oh, that's a good, that's, yeah. you know, now that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then back then, like, sucks. Yeah, you're like, well, it's just, why did I, why don't they like me? Uh, uh, and the first person to come over and talk to me was probably Paul Ash. Oh, yeah? There's enough back to Paul Ash. Um, yeah. All roads lead and, back to Paul Ash. Yeah, in comedy. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Um, I guess, uh, I was nominated for the Tim Sims Award in Toronto, which is like best up and coming comedian under 30 type thing. That's awesome. Um, and then, so we did a TV special that we filmed at Second City. Uh, that was really early on. That was like a year into my 
thing. So that was pretty cool. That's good. Uh, Were you already getting paid gigs with it at that point? Yeah, it was. I started off. There was two clubs in Toronto. There was yuck. There was four clubs in Toronto, but two of them I didn't do. Um, but Yuck Yucks and the Laugh Resort were the two main ones downtown. And so I started off going to Yuck Yucks, got on their fast track was what it was called. So they basically gave like eight amateurs every Wednesday. Okay. So I got... Every Wednesday. I think it was every Wednesday or every second Wednesday, but you're on at least twice a week, twice a month at least. That's good. Especially back then when everybody's wanting that stage time. Yeah. And I was like really, really on. So, um, so that was cool to get on that. But then it really... It was kind of weird, like, because uh, yeah, I told you I was a very shy kid. And so we had to do a showcase for Breslin mm-hmm. after we had already, like, all the people on the fast track had to do a showcase for Breslin. Who's the owner of Yuck Yucks, oh, yeah, for, for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah, Mark yeah, Breslin. the owner of the Yuck Yucks The chain. Caesar. Yeah, it just, yeah. But anyway, I mean, it was just weird because after everybody basically did their set, they had an exit interview with Mark. Okay. And... I went in and he's like, how do you think I, you did? I'm like, I think it went okay. And he's like, okay. And then I, I, just, I was like, do you have any advice for me? And it was like a hot summer night and I was wearing shorts. He's like, don't, don't wear, wear don't shorts. Wear shorts. Boys wear shorts. Men wear pants. You're a man, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir. And uh, that was it. I walked out of there. I'm like, I think I'm done with Yuck Yucks because I honestly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's kind of weird because you move there thinking, I want to go work for Yuck Yucks. And then a year in and you finally go, that's all it took me for go, what what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, do you not have advice? Like, you're this one that's supposed to know everything. And I was so mad that that was all he said that I just went, yeah. So by that point, I started doing weekends at the Laugh Resort. And that was it. I was done with Yuck Yucks. And dedicated my time to the Laugh Resort. And, uh, yeah, so that was probably another getting weekend to the Laugh Resort was a great. I loved, I missed that club so much. It was, when I was there, it was like such a good time. It was like me and Fraser Young and Mm Nelson again and Deborah DiGiovanni and Jay Malone and Mark Bennett and Alex Nussbaum. And those were the guys after every show that we just went to a bar and we talked and we, you know, figured out comedy together. And I would love to be able to go back because that's, it's not a coincidence. That's when all of us had our biggest growth, I think, was in that yeah. time frame because we we're all supporting each other. I remember there was a Yuck Yucks comic who left Yuck Yucks and he came, started doing spots at the Laugh Resort. And someone was on, I can't remember who was on stage. Do you remember who it was? Like, not that you have to name them, but do you remember? I can ask you. I remember, but you know what? I can't remember his name now. He was oh, okay. an older guy, white it's hair. It's not like we're protecting Russell no, Peters no, or something like that right now. Okay. Dirt dirtbag. So I didn't like him. I would okay. say his name if I could remember his name, but I haven't seen him in years, so mm-hmm. I can't really remember his name. Um, but he just started trashing who was ever on stage, and we just all looked at him like, nah, we don't Yeah, do that's, that. not that's, energy, not that's not the energy here. here. Yeah, yeah. No, good for you guys. And it was just... Yeah, because we just all supported each other. It was it was wonderful. And, you know, we all talk about how much we miss those times because, you know, you just go in, you do a 12-minute set, and you do, like, six minutes of new material, and then afterwards you all go hang out and you talk about those new jokes and what you can do to fix them, and it was awesome. And uh, um, so, yeah, just hanging out there was, for me, the best time of comedy ever. I mean, I did a comedy now in that time, too, and, I mean, which was cool, 
but it didn't get me anywhere in life. No. And I kind of, you know, that was, that was, I don't know. I, I think early on, I kind of was good that I, I would get something that was exciting, but I was very realistic about it. And I really went, okay, but that's not what I, where it's going to get me to. I need right. to get to here. And then, um, yeah. So you know, literally I filmed my comedy now and it was so hard on me that I quit comedy for like six months. Mm. I literally did a comedy now, didn't come on stage for six months after that, which probably yeah. not good for you when you have that momentum to not, but for me, because I got it so early in my career that they wanted me to do an hour. And I'm like, I have eight minutes of material. Like I don't, I can't do an hour. And do you still feel that way? Like, I, and that's that not a judgment. No, that's not a, like, a, and that's not a judgment of my, but I, I doesn't matter how much material I have. I always feel like I have 20 minutes and that's it. No, I mean, uh, no, I feel like I'm, I mean, I don't write as much as I should anymore, but that's a part of getting older. I think just finding your priorities change. Mm. but i um no i mean that was just i literally just had like eight minutes of material i was so i was only in it for like a little over a year at that point when i got oh, my comedy okay. special okay and so it became such because they want an hour and i said my agent at the time said you couldn't do an hour i'm like not even close and they're like well 44 minutes you had an agent a year in oh yeah but i was hot shit <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> that is the most low energy, like fucking. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I was the, hot. The shit. industry uh, <laughs> pulled the energy out of me. I can't. Yeah. I, I was one of those whiz. I don't know what to call us. Like Ryan Belleville and I were about the same, about the same time, where we're yeah. both like, everybody's like, oh, these two young guys are really gonna be like, you know. I remember when I signed my contract to do my comedy. Now he was like the the guy who signed me to do it, Millen. It was like, you're either going to be the biggest star in Canada or you're going to be an absolute nobody. And he's like, I'm so interested to see which way your career Jesus goes. Jesus Christ. And I think we all know which way my career went. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not to, not to be rude, but I wouldn't be doing the one man Were you a stripper? Or whatever. That what? <laughs> hey, but, buddy, we got fucking uh, UAE or whatever it is. <laughs> but yeah, and so, so I had to write. So I basically... I kept saying no to my agent. I'm like, I can't do it. And then they finally said 22 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I can do 22 minutes. Yeah. But it was. I That's was 22 minutes of comedy, not this hour. Yeah, 22 yeah, yeah. minutes. But I mean, it was a full, I had like maybe four, five, six months to write that extra 17, 15, 17 minutes. Because I knew 22 minutes wasn't going to be exact. I had to do more than that. Right. So they could chop it down yeah. to. Yeah. So I had like four or five minutes to write all that, four and five months to write all that material. And I was working a full-time job where we were really busy and I was working a ton of overtime on top of it. And I would literally work every day to like seven o'clock and then I'd rush back downtown, do as many shows as I could try to write after when I got home. And then I was so burnt out. So that comedy now for me, you know, it should have been this major milestone, but for me it was one of the absolute low points in my mm -hmm. career because it was just too much. It yeah. was just, and so, yeah, I left that stage and I didn't get back on stage till Six months later, and this is the weirdest part. When that comedy now came out, I was doing a show in Sudbury. Okay. With Harry Dupe. <laughs> and this is the weird. I was, it was in a bar, and there's a TV at the back of the room, and it had. Oh, no. And I'm not <laughs> joking. 
As I walked onto that stage on the television, I walked onto the stage, and that's how I watched my comedy now. The first time it was on television, I was on stage. Watching yourself the, on. And, yeah. And, they, so and, the, and that's just to say the kind of show it was where they don't turn off the TVs yeah. when the stand-up yeah, is back, on. Yeah, yeah. So there it That's was, uh, fucking hilarious. It was good because I knew how to time myself. I didn't have to look at the clock because that was a half an hour. And well, I had to do a half an hour and that was it. Done. Oh, yeah. Bye. Well, the show's over. I'm done. You you know, uh, I think Jason did a comedy now mm-hmm. the year that the last year that they were doing them. Yeah. Um, but did you know about the the last episode of Letterman? Yeah, because I sent him a picture of Was it. that you who did it too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we were all like, wow, Jason's even giving Letterman the light. <laughs> yeah. It's like, time's up. That's it. So for those of you who don't know, Jason, uh, Jason uh, got his comedy now uh, super far into his career. Uh, Daryl was was a comedy prodigy, got it early on. Uh, Jason, we we bust Jason's balls for for never having new material. Jason doesn't even do stand-up anymore. Um, but yeah, so, so Jason being a club owner is always giving comics the light, which means when your time's up, your time's up and he'll give you shit for it and everything like that. Well, the last episode of, of David Letterman or the late show, late, late show or no, the late show with David Letterman, yeah. uh, I guess the show went long, but the local TV ch- stations, what was it? Omni or whatever, or or s- something like that, or CFMT was, I think it would change. Anyways, the, the picture from my phone. The, yeah, the, the channel had, had that was, I guess, indicating in Canada, the late show, the second, the top of the hour hit, it cut it off and played comedy. Now, and it played Jason yeah. Lawrence's comedy. Now people are angrily trying to see the end of ID, like you couldn't, and he doesn't even do comedy anymore. So when that yeah. happened, he was, he'd already quit comedy. What comic in this country wouldn't have paid for that spot to be <laughs> yeah. like, I'm the name and the face that everybody's yeah. watching the last episode of Letterman and fuck face gets it. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic. Jay. But yeah, that was uh, that's my story. And so obviously I didn't become the biggest thing in Canada, but uh, you know, well, that's not the fuck. There's so much more to your story. We, I, I kind of have to wrap it up because of my stupid obligations today. But uh, like, dude, I mean, I've always loved you. Like there's not, I, I, the guests that I have on here, so my listeners are going to hear that I've said this a lot, but it's only because the people that I've had on here are people that I want to talk to, people that I do like, and that, uh, not that I don't like other comics, but just, I, I've said to a lot of my ex, like, there's guys in the business that are great comics, they're great dudes, but once I've seen their act for the week or whatever, like, I'm comfortable just as a host, I'll bring them up, and then I'll go sit in the green room, shoot the shit, do something on my phone or whatever mm. it is, if I've seen the act that week. Some guys, you just can't watch their 40 minutes every single act. You're one of the guys that every time you go on, I'm I'm super happy to just sit and watch, and I enjoy seeing the Thanks, act, man. I enjoy seeing what you're doing. Um, you're a great comic, man, and you're Thanks. a great dude. Um, fuck, I wish we could get into more. His story is infinitely you know, there's way more to it than this. You've even like, you've even done a great job with your health in the last, what, few years or just the last year? Last year. Yeah. I uh, started in, uh, well, I mean, I was going to the gym a lot, but uh, that really wasn't, I was putting on muscle, but I wasn't losing fat. But Oh, you were just building it up underneath? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because Colin came back and he couldn't wait to stick it in my face <laughs> to be like, be like, Daryl Purvis lost a lot of weight. Huh? Uh, I'm like, okay. And he's yeah. like, yeah, he's just, he's just doing it by skipping breakfast. He said, yep, and basically. then he showed me the video of him recording. And you're like, yes, yeah, so he lost a lot of weight. Skipping breakfast. So, yeah. but obviously that's a, a oversimplified way of saying you've been doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. Intermittent fasting, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have like a time frame that you, that you do? Do you still do the intermittent fasting? Yeah. I'm not as, uh, I lost 50 pounds. And once I got to that, I kind of, I don't know. I, did plateau right at the that? start of the summer, right at the start of the summer. So I've been playing a lot of golf and drinking a lot of beers. And so it's kind of plateaued at that because I'm not nearly taking it as seriously. I mean, weekends, I don't 
I haven't, I've been here for four days. I haven't fasted yet. I see. Thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll probably put on like three or four pounds this week and then I'll lose it next week. Well, and that's why when, uh, when we were talking about scheduling this, I was like, we can do the, the pot at like, you know, noon or one and then find like, cause I was like, if you're doing the fasting, I'm like, probably won't eat until after. One yeah. Yeah. Or, and or for, I would have probably would have done it that way if Scott didn't want to, my friend didn't want to get lunch. So <laughs> Um, but we got lunch, so I didn't fast, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's really easy. All you do is just, is it though? Yeah, like, it I'm sure there's days where you're like, I'm fucking hungry and I want to eat like, well then I'll eat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, well, to, for me, that would be the difficult part. I'd wake up at like 10 o'clock and be like, I want to have breakfast. Like that's well, the thing that you, gets me out of bread every day. Is but if, as long as you didn't eat after 6 PM the night before, then you get that 16 hours once you get to 10 o'clock. So that's fine fair but what's uh, your time frame what do you do um i don't know i'm all over the board I, 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 at so your strictest at your strictest what were you well i was definitely doing like 18 hour fast but then i'd also do full 24 36 48 type ones okay um 48 hour fasts yeah but you're allowed water right water that's tea, it tea black coffee tea black coffee water yeah but i don't drink any of that. i just drink water Um, yeah, it's, it's really easy. Once you get used, your body gets used to it. You just, I don't know. And there's a lot of, I mean, don't look at the quacks who talk about it, but there is some science behind it that it it makes sense and it's healthy for you. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. So I haven't been as strict the last four or five months. How often would you do a 48 hour fast? Not very often. Maybe once a month. I would literally just, you know, have drinks on Saturday night and then not eat on Sunday type thing and then it'd be almost like dinner on monday or something would okay be close, you know what i mean okay okay, like, okay yeah so yeah it was it, it wasn't that hard it was and i guess once you start getting results it makes you want to keep doing yeah. it. yeah and for honestly for mostly to be diane my wife forcing me to eat because well this isn't healthy oh. <laughs> but but i don't know it's just i went to the gym every day 90 minutes to two hours every day and i wasn't losing weight at all like i mean i just come from that kind of family where your body my dad always had a giant gut so i inherited that giant gut. my grandfather yeah 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 so this is the only thing in the last 10 years that's changed that but i mean i don't want this to be a fasting podcast because no no dude but it's but but it's part of what you're doing and it's it's results yeah you know it literally is just not eating breakfast that's or switching your breakfast to 11 a.m or something like that. yeah yeah that hard so, so 16 hours is what you recommend. I'll give it a try. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like, for me, the thing is because I'm so big, everybody's got a thing and everybody thinks their thing is the thing. So the big ones that I've, that keep coming back in my life are like the keto is one that, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you gotta do the keto. Cause it, it's going to eat away all that shit. Yeah. Um, the only thing is that like, for me, keto is like, that's, that's a lot of, I don't know. It's a lot of, of work. I think. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like, I can still eat cheese and bacon and all this stuff. Cause keto is like no, no No carbs carbs. or like almost none. Well, if you do the fasting though, you gotta, you have to cut out some of the carbs. That's the one thing. Like if you're fasting, your body kind of creates its own carbs. So when you throw carbs on top of carbs, then it could become a problem. Right. Cause I remember when I first started, I went to Kingston to do shows and it was like my second week doing it. And I came away from that week going, did I put on weight? Was, like, it looks like I put on weight, even though you were was, still doing the, still doing the fasting. Okay, and I realized interesting. I was having eight beers every night. Yeah. And then doing my 16 <laughs> hours and then just, no, it didn't help at all. 
Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing too, is like, I'd want to, like, I could do the fasting, but then I would still get up. Like I love in the morning making like a, an egg sandwich on a bagel. Yeah. You know what I mean? With like home fries yeah, or whatever. So it's carbs and carbs. Yeah. Yeah. So but I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause once you get to a certain point, like as last week we ordered pizza and I had like a full, I ate a pizza. Yeah. And then the next day I was a pound less. So your body eventually starts to, I think, learn how to deal with yeah. The carbs and whatnot. And my understanding with the fasting is that like after a set amount of time, it stops looking for another input and starts burning the resources that are there. Yeah. As far as I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have books on it, but yeah. just reading. It's I like, mean, I, I think it, if, I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I don't want this to be a fasting podcast because I, I, yeah, but, but I just think they, that, they have no idea what they're going to get every week with me. Yeah. Like Myra and I talked about, uh, he brought up the fact that like the boy scouts, have uh they're going they're 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 going bankrupt yeah yeah and 85 they did like a last call for like sexual harassment or or whatever and they got eighty five thousand new whatever no man if this is like whatever we're whatever we're talking about that's what it is it's not the the expectation of the humor is is hit or miss on this this thing (laughs) but i mean it's but like george carlin said man right if we're not gonna be funny be interesting and i i find the fasting stuff fascinating especially considering you've got results you went from 250 to 200 and I don't know. Yeah, man. Dude, Five you look months. great. You look great, dude. Thanks, man. Honest to God. It's not like that. You, you didn't look bad before, but it, but you did have a little bit of weight. I'm like, holy jeez. But yeah. what can you do? My, my weight over the last few years is like, I'll go, you know, 20, 30 pounds both ways, fluctuating all the time, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked recently to my listeners, so I won't, I won't, I could tell you while I'm driving you back to the condo, but for myself, it was more like just, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried whether or not I can lose the weight. My concern at this point is like the sacrifice to to get to where I want to be yeah. and then having something different that I'm upset about physically, right? I yeah. talk basically I've got the weight now and if I get to the other end of it, all the extra skin. So I'm like, am I going to go from being unhappy with my body to unhappy with my body? Well, and there's not, you know, and that when is, I get to that point, I can't fix it. You're unhappy with your body, but you're healthier putting a lot less pressure on all your organs right now. If you, if you were to lose that weight and you had extra skin, who cares? That extra skin's not putting pressure on your organs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Putting but, pressure on my fucking sex life. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I know it's healthier. But it's, I mean, it's weird just to talk because I, you know, as comics, we know so many overweight people yeah. and the excuses everybody makes. And yeah. just, I make them too because I like beer. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I, yeah, like I like alcohol. I like having drinks, and you know, tonight we'll do the show. We'll have some drinks during the show, and then and I'm gonna go home back to the condo and play games with my family. I'll have some more drinks, and then probably play darts with Jay and the guys after that. I have yeah. more drinks, but the old yeah. man pinned the tail of the donkey. Yeah, <laughs> we're putting putting pins in the wall some way or another. <laughs> yeah, <Pin> pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I just see because I'll talk to people because they're always people are always interested because people want to lose weight, but then. It's the same thing. I'm like, just don't eat breakfast. Oh, yeah. I need breakfast. No, I don't. But then, but that's, I'm like, do you need breakfast or do you want to lose weight? Like, what, yeah. what is it? It's a, it's a pretty simple sacrifice to make. Yeah. Just, okay, I need my coffee in the morning. Well, then don't put milk in it. Yeah. Drink the fucking coffee. Yeah. I just had a, like, I, ever since I got my Nespresso machine, uh, it's got like the creme on it. So it takes away some of the bitterness. Mm-hmm. So I've started drinking my coffee black. I never liked black coffee before. It was too, it was too bitter yeah. basically, but my wife did it and she's a coffee drinker and that's all she does. But I mean, she didn't, she lost 10 pounds, but she didn't have to lose 10 pounds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can lose yeah. too. Like it <laughs> yeah. gets to a point where you're like, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we yeah. can do for you here. I think she just felt like she was trying to support me. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, really, uh, well, that's sweet of her. She's a nice woman. She doesn't deserve to hear about us going to a strip club. What are you talking <laughs> Fuck sakes. If you're listening, I'm already confident. If, if Daryl says you're a good person, that's good enough for me. But I'm going to tell you this. All right, what's her name? Diane. Diane, may I speak directly to you for a moment, please? He went to a strip club. He was probably trying to make everybody happy too. All right. He was trying to be a good guy. <laughs> if anything, he took us to the $10 lap dance place, not the $20 ones, because he's like, you know what? I don't think we should be touching these ladies. And I, I like that this place has the rules that you can't. I, I doubt there was even that much thought that went into it. All I'm saying is if you're like, I can't believe you went to a strip club before you even knew I existed as a human being. I cannot believe that you were not premeditating every decision you made based on the fact that one day us two star-crossed lovers would find each other in the aether of existence. I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident that she's not going to care. But if she does talk to you about this... I think this is going to get me in further. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. I she's a very sakes. good person. I, like, yeah, I'm like, there's no way she'd be able to put up with a comic, but she's like... She's from Alberta. She's... Oh, she's, okay. you know... <laughs> Trying not to make, oh, Alberta. I'm like, then she's racist. Okay. No, 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 I'm joking. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, She's more hardcore than us, I think. Uh, Yeah, I I think it's fine. But but I do have people who are like, yeah, you can't, you can't sit my girlfriend. Are you kidding me? I'm like, your girlfriend would care that 10 years ago you went and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not, uh, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. I think we'll talk. We'll talk. (laughs) That's so, so funny. Scary. If something How do comes, we get if it, this one deleted. Yeah, like, can I come back tomorrow and re-record? Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny to me. If something comes of it, you have to tell me. I would die laughing. Uh, it would make no, my day. You're I like, doubt anything about. You can't it. say she'll do it on, on for fun now. Yeah, I was going to say you yeah. can't. You can't be too confident that you won't. She'll be like, oh really? I'll show you. Yeah, that's just how it works. Um, well, dude, thanks for hanging we out. We do with have me. a camera on us, by the way. That's we? Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So I do everything in my power to like stage things to happen in front of that camera. At all times. Mm. Um, thank you for coming and doing this. Thanks for, uh, Did you have fun? Was it fun? Yeah, I, it was I fun. Really yeah, couldn't. I was glad we have to quit. I was having a nice conversation. Yeah. Well, we yeah. learned about lions taking people out of trees. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Isn't that great? And they're cats. <laughs> so like the firemen have to go get them out once they've killed the people. <laughs> I can't get back down. There you go. That's <laughs> the, uh, the cats are stuck in the trees. Why? Well, they were killing our family members. <laughs> That's that would be hilarious though. While it's happening, being like, "What do we do? You call the firemen? There's cats in the trees. Are they stuck? We are. We are stuck in the trees with these cats." But apparently, the last guy survived, so he was like waiting for his turn. But the sun came up, so like then they they fucked off or whatever. But or they were full. Their bellies were full. But I made a horrible joke, and my dad was telling me that I'm like, "Well, they're they're often very malnourished in certain parts of that country." So I'm like, "You'd have to eat a few of them to." Yeah, yeah. What, oh, what country are we talking about? I don't know. It, well, I, well you know first off, it's not a country. It's not a country. It's a continent. What, which what historic, continent are we I'm about? not getting myself in trouble. All right? Africa here is that what we're talking about? Oh wow! To to make that well, assumption, yeah, we, went continent, we probably are. Like, we are probably are trying to think of the continents. I don't remember the story. All where there's lions. All right, I'm not talking about Russia. I don't even. All the Russians. Are, I don't even know. <laughs> are there only lions in one part of the world? I don't uh, know. I, I don't. I don't know. Africa for sure, right? Sure. That's well. That's not a country, but but that continent, definitely. I mean, they have them at the Toronto. They have them in zoos, but I don't think zoos count. I have to Google this now. Okay, we're gonna get you okay, this answer, go, everybody, okay. and then we're gonna. This will be the the. And now it's time for my final thought. Are lions? <laughs> yeah. Found in Asia? nature. Asia. Sub-Saharan Africa. Sub-Saharan. 
Sub-Saharan Africa. Africa. African Lion Safari. They're found in Ontario. You know what we should do is we should uh, we should have a segment where we bring Jay in since he just walked by and you're looking something up, where Jay tells uh, everybody. Hey Jay, where are most lions found? <laughs> I bet he should do his little COVID update, Africa. T- telling the world where they, they need Africa. to. Yeah, so Africa. You, did, you were racist. What you said, Africa, and I merely confirmed. I merely confirmed your prejudices. Hold on, Jason's still saying something, but what's He's that? He's always saying something. What? That's tigers, Jay. See, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> he got that from Tiger King, where it shows that there's more in captivity than ever. We're talking about lions. Jay's like, that's kind of the same thing. Oh god. Jay's that guy. <laughs> oh man. No, there's stir sticks upstairs. God damn it. This isn't to help Jason find stuff. What do you need a stir stick for, you piece of shit? <laughs> All right. Well, if that if you were really going to do it, that I would stop everything to help you. If you guys didn't hear that, he's going to show this? it. Yeah, we're still. Oh, definitely. This is this is the charm of the podcast, man. They get no editing. They get to just live an hour in our lives. Oh God. Thanks for doing. Shut up, Jay. It's not about you, asshole. I think we've even they've even like I've been recording this before where Jay just barges in, and starts yelling, and it just I just let it all go. That's what happens. <laughs> right? This this is an opportunity for my fans. Jay's like to the get, crazy uncle. Just oh. They, yeah, without the sodomy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm gonna just keep making it me. <laughs> but yeah, no, they'll they'll just hear what happens and whatever happened happened. I only recently learned like this year that I can just hit the the pause button and then just resume afterwards. So before I used to think I had to stop it and like splice tracks together. And to me, that was that was more work than just letting myself seem unprofessional. And then the messages come in. They're like, "Oh, we love when this happens. It's funny. We laugh." I'm like, "Well, that's the funny moment." Then. All right. Well, probably nothing to laugh at this one, but. Uh, thank you for listening to me. Oh, and uh, thank you for having me. Do you and do you promote anything? Like, do you want them to to go on your Twitter or do you I have? I mean, if they want, I mean, uh, you know, don't oversell it. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, I tried uh, to find Instagram. you on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Okay, anymore. I didn't. I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Too much uh, stupid people politics, and I'm like, yeah, I can't. You know. Yeah. There's one guy I went to school with who failed like three times and he's putting up all his political opinions and i'm like i can't yeah i can't read your political and i know you can oh, yeah. barely read or write you know what i mean yeah yeah it's, you know oh and it's it's like the same like again we're busting jay's balls about the the covid thing but you just get people who are like they're they're like saying well the doctor said this you're like well it's not the doctors working on the cure like the yeah. doctors are telling you like symptoms yeah. right so there's like it's not just like hey one doctor said this like jason was quoting what his he's like my girlfriend works at the hospital i'm like she's a social worker she's not mm. a nurse she's not a doctor she's not any of those things and 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 she's only telling you that they're giving them vaccines that's not the same anybody's going oh they've proven these vaccines work and they've proven there's no side effects i'm like you can't prove there's no side effects when it's not even out yet. Like, no, yeah. But Let's I just, see. but it's that type of misinformation where it's like, you can say, hey, they're going to vaccinate people to hospital this week. Mm-hmm. That's a piece of information. Yeah. They've proven it safe is not a piece of information. That's an opinion because it's coming out. Like I go, yeah, DEET and Agent Orange were safe when they were giving it to people, except uh, we've learned. I don't know if they ever thought they were safe, did they? I, I don't know, but they sure as hell were happy to give it out and put it on everybody. Yeah. Was it Agent, wasn't Agent Orange the ones they were spraying in their hair and stuff like that? And you're, was that Deet or Agent Orange? There was one like, but the old stock footage is where they're spraying it on people. They've got them Asians lined up and they're spraying it and rubbing it in their hair. And it's like, and they're all wearing hazmat suits as they're spraying these people with these well, chemicals. See, they clearly knew. <laughs> Fucking devil's advocate. Anyways, all I'm saying is 
there's there's epidemiologists, there's scientists, there's doctors, there's all sorts of different people. And just because one person says something doesn't mean that all of the facets and, and cogs and wheels are yep. like, oh yeah, no, it's perfectly, it's perfectly. Are, are you going to be there day one to get inoculated? I don't think they give it to me day one, but uh, on day <sighs> day 194, when it's my turn, friggin' right. You're I'm okay, pushing, but I'm pushing people out. But what I'm saying, okay, but if, but I'm saying if day one you were, it was available for you, would you get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would, I would want to give it a second. It feels I, you know, rushed. It feels, it feels, feels rushed, rushed. But, uh, you know, here's the thing as opposed to Jay's girlfriend who's a social worker, my wife does communications for scientists. Okay. So since, and I'm not shitting on her. No, no, no. Uh, so since March, we like, I've been able to listen to like, conversations with scientists mm-hmm. and uh, you know they seem very sure of it like it's their point is that you know it's not like the old days when you came up with a vaccine where you know now with computers and everything like that there's so many people working on it with the internet and it's just so the, the, the collaborative that, measures yeah, the have increased seems rushed is because we're There's used to it taking so it longer. so many people now involved that right. if you were working on it in some country and you came up with something and then they're just giving the information to everybody. So everybody's working on it together. They're not really being secretive or anything. You know what I mean? And Pfizer is the one who has it, right? There's three or four, isn't there? Oh, there is, okay. That was what I was going to say. Is there just one company yeah. that, that no. that's going to have it for the world or no, 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 there's no. four different companies? I think at least three. Okay. Three. That's right. I'm know. comfortable. Three, three conservative or, or safely. Yeah. Um, and they're, and it's the same vaccine for all of them. No, I think it's, there might be differences. I'm mm. not hundred percent sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something you'd want to look into is which of the three vaccines is the safest or. Cause well, that, I mean, that's, they're, that's they're just testing. They're, they're all very similar, but uh, I don't know. I, I, and this isn't my job to look into it. Just no, me, no, give no, it no. To a doctor, let the doctor put it in me, and then let's go from there. <laughs> Fuck, doctors. If I'm, you know what? If I get it and I'm autistic the next day, then that's doctors life. used that's to say that fucking smoking was good for you. Oh, that's how my mom started smoking. Yeah, stuff. doctors. Yeah. T- nine out of ten doctors chose fucking palm yeah. oils or whatever. Like yeah, I've yeah. got, I've got the ads on my phone saved of like these old doctors promo. So that's the thing is like to me, a doctor saying, "Hey, do it." it historically. Doctors can be bought and stuff like that. There's a yeah, doctor who... Yeah, yeah, But, uh, you know, when scientists who aren't making any money off of it... I you don't mean, think they made any money off of it? I I think a very small portion of scientists made... Of course, of course. The ones who came up with it, they got fucking paid. Yeah, if you're not working for Pfizer and you're a scientist who studied it... Right. What's going on, then I would... And you've got nothing to gain from this other than your reputation. And then, yeah, I would go with Fair. That. I don't know. I've watched a lot of infomercials where you can find a doctor who'll you know tell you, tell people that their pill will work. Yeah, you, know, you pay that guy to say it. That's his vested interest. You, where do you see their credentials on those? You should see Dr. Ho or whatever his name is. And you're like, yeah, where are you a doctor? Dr. Zap, Ho? zap your feet in, uh, with these electrical <laughs> Didn't pads. did Mesley already take you down, Dr. Ho? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, it's just, yeah. And there's also, yeah, I, I just, to me, I'm kind of, kind of, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? I'll, I'll put this, let me, let me qualify with this. You, you are one of those people that would at least understand that the cure, sorry, the money's not in the cure. The money's in the treatment, right? Yeah. So you're not yeah, one of those yeah. people. When we talk to our, uh, Jesus, no, when we talk to our, our, our friend upstairs, he doesn't believe for a second that any pharmaceutical company would not want to give everyone a cure for everything. Oh, He's like, no. why he, his, he strongly believes that why would they not help people? So it's, it's, I'm just making sure that oh, I'm no, not having I, another I know, conversation. I, I knew a guy at one point in my life who worked for a pharmaceutical company and he's the one that first put me on the idea that no, they have cures for 
Oh yeah. Pretty much everything. They're just not going to give you the cure. Yeah. That doesn't make why money. would you, why would, yeah. <laughs> why would you sell somebody something once when you can sell them insulin or whatever for the rest of v- their lives? That, that was a VP at a pharmaceutical company telling me that. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, yeah. that stuck with me. Yeah. So. No, but, but we have, I know people who are like, no, why would they do that? I got my head in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> why would they not help you when they have all these obligations? So. What's that? Everyone in the world has someone who's affected by that as well. So you actually believe that how many people you know? You're hearing it firsthand, guys. You get you get to hear it firsthand. You don't have to listen to me to tell you anyone. You're in the place. You don't think there would be that, someone at that place. You know, what? I'm going to pull rank and I'm going to make sure that there's a cure because by all my yes, no, that's they're not legally allowed to. They buy patents for those things and they don't own it. The company owns it, so you can't just take something and sell it. Yeah. See, see, he won't listen to the actual yeah, I information. That's I mean, that just makes common sense. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. But, but, he, but you heard him. He believes that if if that cure existed, they would just take it and give it away. That was yeah, that was his belief, and that doesn't but make I, any fucking sense. I do believe that there should be people that are good enough to do that. But oh yeah, that? but but yeah, you can't you can't just go. Well, I'm just going to do it anyways. Well, first off, the second you even started, they'd sue you into oblivion. The whole legal system would oh, stop you from doing killed. it. It's oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 On conspiracy theory website, but it's, but it, it makes perfect sense. There's, there's, there, there is a Podcast. pure, <laughs> there's a cure for uh, the heart attack. There's a pill that's already been, and it's, it's not, it's out there. They've even had whistleblowers show the stuff, but there's a, a pill out there that, that cures heart attacks. If you take this pill, you won't have a heart attack. The issue with it though, is that uh, they can't get the patent for it because there's too much, there's not enough uh, proprietary stuff on it that would, that would allow for it to be patented. So because you can't patent it and own it, they're just shelved it until there's, until the laws change in a way that they can own the no more heart attacks bill. <laughs> Is that what it's called? The no more heart attacks? Well, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. It's not been, it's not been put out, but, but the, 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 the you know, what's funny is that I, joke about my wife being angry about the strip club story this is gonna make her wild really <laughs> yes. well i dude I, tell her to email in man i would love to share an intel she guaranteed knows more than i do on the subject she definitely knows more than jay so i would love to have some an external source besides. you know it would be interesting to talk to someone who would you know actually know this would make her like it. angry or she would just want to contribute no i think uh, you know just talking about science and just the idea that there could be cures for everything out there and they're not, they're holding back on them. I mean, that's a, I I'll tell one little thing. I know we got to go. My, even my buddy has texted me actually bear with me once I'm going to pause it and respond to him and be right back. Okay. So I'll share this story, uh, this thing that I saw and this, this on all I hold dear. So I'm a big believer of believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see, right? Cause everything you hear is secondhand information. You don't know, right? Broken telephone, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And even stuff that you see on TV could be edited or, or you know, source this. Like uh, Ryan Long's video about you can curate your news however you want it. Your right. your news can say either Trump is great or he's he's terrible. It can say he's paid no taxes or he's paid shitloads of tax. Like you can get a news story from somewhere mm-hmm. that that tells exactly what you want to to believe or whatever. So that's why that old saying, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. I, I think that there's a lot, regardless of what your beliefs are, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so, but for what it's worth, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big advocate of don't perpetuate information. You're not sure of my parents, both of them cons they're, they're so like, oh, there's this thing that this is that and this. And I'm like, my mom, like, like would hear, would think she heard something. And rather than making sure that she got that information, right. She's more than happy to just perpetuate the shit of it and share yeah, it. And yeah, so, yeah, and so yeah. like, it's just like, no, just, it's not even political stuff. Just like, oh, I thought that guy was, did this for a living. It's like, no, at no point did he ever <laughs> say he did that. 
Yeah, there's one in mind, but it's just like, yeah, we had a we had a breeder we got one of our dogs from years ago. And she thought the breeder's husband was a vet. And I go, she never said that. For years, she's like, oh, he's a vet, he's a vet, he's a vet. I go, not. And at one point, she was literally sitting there with her and goes, yeah, well, your hubby is a vet. He can take a look. She's like, my husband's not a vet. I'm like, there you go. For years, I told you stop. Anyways, just that kind of shit. Like, why would you just believe that stuff? Anyways, so all I'm saying is that before I tell this story, I believe strongly in not putting something out there that's not true. And I remember there was one morning, you know the CTV News 1 channel where like every 15 minutes it's sure. the same, whatever. This was years ago, years ago. I would confidently say ballpark about a decade ago. So give or take a few years either side. There was a news story that came out in the morning uh, that they played, I think I saw it twice, where they were talking about a, a new laboratory testing that was done on rats and it was killing cancer cells. And they did this thing and it was, it was a, a big, big deal, huge breakthrough in cancer research guys, this thing was killing rats, whatever, uh, killing the cancer cells in rats. And it's the biggest improvement in cancer research we've ever had. There looks like there may be a cure on the horizon. Da, da, da. And it played twice. I was making breakfast, whatever. And then it was gone. It was gone and it never came on again the next day. I tried to Google it. It's not like I knew the name of the company, whatever. It was like kind of like, oh, mm. that's that's pretty cool news. They weren't like, there's a cure. Mm-hmm. But they was like, this is the thing, this and that. And then it was gone. And it never came back. I tried researching like, hey, what was that thing about the, you know, like like days later thing about, oh, I heard this thing with, like looking for it. And it was just gone. Hmm. So I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. I'm also not a person who goes, oh, there's no such thing as conspiracies in the world at all. They fucking exist. Well, they well, exist. Yeah. In in small capacities have nothing to do with politics or whatever, but they exist. So I just remember seeing that going like, they found something pretty fucking big and that had to have the plug pulled on it quickly. No, like, oops, there was no like retraction statement like we got our information incorrect or anything like that. Apologies, blah, blah, blah. Just yank it. Could have been the testing was incomplete or something and they... Sure. Given too many people hope when the testing was incomplete sure, or something. Sure, but they didn't say anything about that. No. Sorry, gang. We were a little, yeah. a little bit incorrect on that, on that story that we ran. Like, I've seen retraction pieces before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing on that one, though. Yeah. And it, was just, and it was just gone. And we're talking like early morning and then just gone. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's, but that was, that was just one of those things that made me think, wow, that was a pretty, that was the, that was the big story in those first two go-rounds and then just gone. gone. So. And like us, oh, are we little, little, well, we like, so we much got, more to say. Do you? Do you? I'll, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll rip another 10 minutes. On <laughs> well, I don't have a lot to say about drugs because I don't really don't know anything about it. All I can say is the one VP of a pharmaceutical company told me that, but you know, maybe he was insane. But I he, don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? Believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. It's not to say that it's wrong. It's just yeah. that in terms of you believing it and running yeah, with I mean, it. Yeah. I don't understand why you would lie about something like that, but you know. Right. You well, know, it's, and that's exactly. He could have also, you know. You're not well. Oversimplified things too is that that's the other thing. Maybe you're oversimplifying things. And I'll what I'll do is I'll 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 share I'll share this. And we can end it with this. So this just lets people kind of know. And I'm not, um, I'm I'm confident in the information. I'm not confident in my ability to relate it. So if anyone hears yeah, something, oh, that's a big problem. Yeah. You know? Well, no, but but just in case anyone's like, well, that doesn't really. So I'll I'll do my best to relate it. Um, but there might be a little bit of nuances. But this is what I understand. So um, I've learned a lot about corporations when I was younger and how they work, that they're, they're legal entities. A, a corporation is for all intents and purposes a person yeah. in terms of what, it, what it's allowed to do or whatever. So um, a lot of people are like, why are so many corporations like evil and stuff like that? And it's not even that like 
they're evil. It comes down to their legal obligation. So when a, when a corporation is publicly traded and owned with stocks, you have a legal obligation to uh, get the highest rate of returns for your investors. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is when someone's like, well, why would this company uh, buy this type of uh, uh, material or product or whatever? Why would they sell this? Why would McDonald's, uh, you know, take its meat and, and make it more inferior? Why would they, why would this company cut corners on that? And the whole idea is that if you can make a bigger profit for your, your shareholders, mm-hmm. you are legally obligated to, it is a crime. Mm-hmm. to go well we thought we could we you know we could make we could save some money over here but it's more ethical to do it this way you're that's you're legally obligated to go with the cheaper route mm-hmm. so the idea is if someone's like well why are they all so bad and they don't make these decisions it's that you you could stay you could choose that to be your hill to die on and go like jason said where some guy's gonna go oh i'm well there's the cure and i'm a good guy i'm gonna take it i'm gonna give it out to the public well you can't, because even if you gave that sample away, it can't be reproduced because legally the patents are owned by a, a pharmaceutical company. So you can't just reproduce it. It's illegal, mm-hmm. right? So even if you did that, so you're you're the head of a, a company and you go, I'm going to do the, the right thing and I'm going to pick the decision that makes that. Well, guess what? You're gone because they'll find out, no, that wasn't the decision. You're legally obligated to do that. You're fired. And then they just replace you with the next guy who's going to do what he's legally obligated to do. These are not people who are choosing to be evil per se. It's just that when you look at it and go, well, it's not like if I do it the other way, it's going to stay. I'm just going to get shit canned and they'll put someone else in who will do it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the unfortunate truth that we've curated for corporations is that you're not, it's not that they're all choosing to be evil. It's that they're well, legally obligated yeah. to get the highest rate of returns well, for so their shareholders. there's very little repercussions for doing anything yeah. unethical, right? I mean, you can, I mean, look at all the, refine what, 68 corporations took government money during COVID and then basically turned around and gave it to their shareholders instead of their actual employees. Yep. And how they, they avoid paying taxes. I learned about that yep. is they'll create a company in another country shell and company, yeah. yeah, lend money to that company. They'll create another shell company, yep. another company, another company. And basically they just keep giving money to these companies and moving it around. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is the big company gives the money, lend what loans it back to themselves. And that, that like seventh shell company just writes it off as a loss. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter anyway. So now it's a loan. You don't pay taxes on loans. So you get to keep the money and, <laughs> And yeah. you just, and the other company just writes off. So you never owe it back. So basically like the people have the most money, it's like, no, we were just, we're going to keep it. We're not giving it away. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, at some point it's like Iceland, right? Then they go and just cleaned up that shit. Basically, <laughs> like we're going to need to sit down and go, okay, look, we don't have money as a country. Right. It's, we need to start getting that money. And that's, especially after COVID with oh, how yeah, in trouble we are. And that, that's. You know, you can only tax people so much when all these companies are making huge profits and yeah. you're not taxing them. Well, all the all the money that we're that that's taxable from us and we're giving it to all these companies like Amazon and stuff like mm-hmm. that that aren't paying it back, mm-hmm. that money's going and it's not coming back. Like yeah. they gotta change the laws so that it's like, yeah, even if it's a loan, you're gonna have to pay taxes on it or something. We yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. We exactly. figured out how the sausage is made. Yeah. You know, you're gonna <laughs> well, have I to mean, fucking and they're like they could close those loopholes pretty well or pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Because you know, they, I mean Panama Papers is a pretty good example. You, you, you know where the money's at, yeah. where it's at, but has anybody done anything? doesn't matter if it's conservative or liberal. Yep. No one's doing anything to, yep. to shore this up, and they can do it in one second if they really wanted to, but they're not going to piss off the people that give them their money. So, <laughs> you know, it's we're stuck with this. 
Respect. And it's weird because, you know, look at America now. They're all like, America first, America first. And then, I mean, this week when AOC put out her clothing line and they were like, oh, these prices are too expensive. Only elites can. And she's like, well, they're all made in the United States and we're paying these people a good a good wage to make them. Yeah. And this is what the price has to be if you're going to do that. And people are like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make them over in China. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my, the fucking, again, the, the, that goes back to what I said earlier about the hypocrisies of human beings yeah. and everything like that. Like, I want all of this the way I want it and I want it for, yeah. for nothing. Well, I mean, you go back to the burying the story. Like I was going to say, Trump, and when he was going through his first election, I remember watching him on Letterman years ago. And Letterman just grilled him about his clothing line and how his move made in Bangladesh. And him sitting there going, well, people in Bangladesh need jobs too. And then he was like, Letterman just kept going, well, make this stuff in the United States. He's like, why would I do that? And he just sat there for the whole interview with Letterman just grilling him. Yeah, and he didn't care. Didn't care. But then, of course, he's running out of birth. Bring jobs back to the States. America first, blah, blah, blah. And so I went to try to find that clip. Because I just watched it like a year, maybe. Because that months. shuts a lot of people up when yeah, they're like, you know what? You can't find it anymore. They buried it. Oh, shocking! They buried it. Shocking! Under, they took an edited version of that interview where he's like, "Let's bring these jobs back to the states." Letterman saying that, and Donald Trump, "Yeah, let's do it." Because that's how the interview ended. Yeah. Instead of instead of taking that seven minute interview where Letterman's just making him look like the hypocrite that he is, they put hundreds and hundreds of edited versions of that video on YouTube. So now if anybody's listening that you go try to find that video, yeah. what you find is the edited version that makes Trump look like he's caring about American jobs. Oh yeah. When that full interview is him going, well, no nope. people in Bangladesh need jobs too. Oh yeah. But that's the message is just gone now. And it's just yep. ah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And then but then you have those people go, oh some conspiracy theorist you are that this No, it fucking happened. Yeah, it I saw up. it. Yeah. I yeah. saw it. And I think actually Hillary uh, but too late actually did play it in one of her ads. Oh yeah. Show the clip where he said people in Bangladesh need jobs too. But at that point it was already everybody oh, yeah. had made their mind up about Trump and they were gonna vote for him. Yeah, well, she she never leaves the house without a bottle of hot sauce in her purse, too. Yeah. She's a, she's a fucking... It's pandemonium on both sides of the fence. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys heard it here first. Daryl Purvis says, get vaccinated day one. Uh, yeah, I'm getting, well, <laughs> I'm don't, don't push people out of the way. <laughs> Dude, I had fun, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate I it, buddy. just don't want people to think I'm a conspiracy theorist. Well, no, you... <laughs> It's not about being, here's the thing. It's not about being a conspiracy theorist. It's just about not necessarily. The thing is people seem to think that because you have a different thought. Yeah. That just that you didn't believe what the first thing that was presented to you. And you go, well, yes, I'm aware of that presentation. I'm also aware that this was presented too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not that you're a conspiracy theorist. It's the idea that you're open to maybe the first thing that was presented to me isn't the absolute truth or the best course of action. Like, that's okay. Uh, for fuck's sake, dude, I can have so much fun. I can keep, I'm having a blast. Um, it's like the same thing as, um, the, the woman who spilled coffee on her lap, um, for McDonald's, they lobbied and spent so much money, uh, all these different law firms and everything like that. They spent all these different, I don't know if it was law firms. So that's the part I could be incorrect about that, but they, they lobbied to spend money to make the population believe that there was an epidemic of people suing businesses for bullshit. And the thing was she spilled the coffee uh, on her lap, which she always took accountability for. Um, there's actually a documentary on it called hot coffee. Um, but, uh, 
It's not about the Grand Theft Auto uh, deleted scene or whatever. I don't know what that means. That's what it was. It was a, a a thing that they put in the game where you could, when you took a chick home, you could actually see them fucking and could do the commands. They call it the hot hot coffee game. the The huh. code was buried in the game in its in its programming, but so you couldn't get it on the disc. But in the PC version. P- Users were finding it, unlocking it, adding it back to the game, which just gave more of this whole, oh, Grand Theft Auto is the worst, it's corrupting everything. Anyways, the documentary Hot Coffee was about this woman, I can't remember her name, who spilled the coffee in her lap. And the Mrs. thing was, coffee. Mrs. Coffee. And uh, it burned her genitals. Uh, she had like, I think it was like third degree burns or whatever. And the the uh, grafting surgery was like, tens of thousands of dollars to, to, to fix the damage it had been done. But it's because McDonald's was, was selling coffee that was like up to, I believe it was like up to 120 degrees at times. Uh, this could have been Fahrenheit or whatever, but it was, it was way too hot for human consumption. Mm-hmm. And the idea is it's, it, so it was like negligent on their part to even serve something that ridiculously hot. And when it spilled, it, it burned the shit out of her. In the car, she wasn't driving. That was the big thing. She was driving. She spilled coffee. She was not driving. She was the passenger in the vehicle. Was she wearing so, pants? I don't know. I don't know. I think she was. But the the point is that 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 McDonald's, the government sued McDonald's, and they they um, not the government. The government didn't sue McDonald's. She sued McDonald's for help. She just asked them for help with her medical bills. They refused. So the the courts decided that they would set an example on McDonald's. And said, we're going to fine you two days coffee sales for for preparing. Because she wasn't the only one. There's other people who had, who had also reported getting burned from the coffee being way too hot. But the idea was that because of the fact that um, they lost all the money. Two days coffee sales at McDonald's. It's insane. She got shitloads of money. But the idea was that companies didn't want to be sued for their own fucking negligence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they put out this big campaign that, that basically made the public believe that there was an epidemic of people having no, no, uh, uh you know, Oh, we just want free money. Like these scam artists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the truth was, it was one of the few times where the population was actually able to go out and, and hold big companies feet to the fire for their, their own negligence. But rather than having people look into companies, they just made people believe that, oh, you're just being a piece of shit if you try to sue a big company. And that's, yeah. and that's a case where it's not that, you know, the first thing that was presented, the first thing that was presented to us is, can you believe this fucking idiot spilled coffee in themselves and then they want to sue McDonald's? It's like, no, that's not that's not what happened. But that's what was presented to us so that we would all think. And that's think, how you still think about it because I remember that, but I don't remember how it ever turned out or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. And that's the whole idea. But the whole, she wasn't, she never asked, she didn't want the million dollars. All she wanted was help with her medical bills because, and the coffee never should have been served that hot. And I like, heard this. I heard that they had a pill to cure burnt labia, <laughs> but they're not going to know the population. <laughs> so. All right. This is, uh, this is our fourth sign off. All right, this All right. time it's for good. You this one, to... this one's for real. I got, I got to, pick, yeah, I got to drop gotta, you off, gotta, and I got to pick my buddy up. Uh, oh, I'm supposed to be at him in two minutes. Yeah, I got to pee too. Okay. Um, All right. So uh, it was good talking. Thanks for coming by, everybody. Yeah, man, uh, this was great. Uh, Daryl Purvis, where should they check you out? I guess I got a Twitter. Uh, okay. I got an Instagram. What's what is uh, it? It's D, at D, at D per comic D P U R C O M I C. Groovy on uh, both. Uh, yep, and uh, DarylPurvis.ca and. Uh, Daryl Purvis, funny face, friendly face is the name of my CD, not funny face, friendly face, friendly face, Daryl Purvis. Yeah. You can see that, get that CD on. Daryl's great, guys. I always love when he comes to town. Go, let's go. Go, let's go. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you.